With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, it's a brand new NFL. It's a completely different league. I love it. A lot of you hate it. I'm all about it. We will get to the bottom of that here coming up in just a couple of moments. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So we saw a little bit of history in the NFL. We're going to have that. We've got uh, Bucky Brooks who has pissed off quite a few people. I like to call them ARBWs. They are Aaron Rodgers ball washers uh, who do not like anybody having a differing opinion. So that'll be fun conversation as well throughout some friendly fire from rob parker but before we get into all of that good stuff it's a brand new nfl you see a brand new nfl came out on thursday night and i'm not talking about the reincarnation of matt schaub who threw for 10 yards and a pick i'm talking about being able to challenge a pass interference penalty bucky brooks I love it. I am all about it. I can't wait to see where this goes. And I would I rather talk about Matt Shaw. You don't want to talk about Matt Shaw? I am here for the outrage. I, we can talk Matt Shaw. We can talk kidney stones. We can talk uh, pass interference being reviewed. I am here for the outrage of people complaining about pass interference penalties being challenged. <laughs> I mean, it all started. It all started in the NFC Championship game. You have all the New Orleans Saints people that are still still upset about what took place against the L.A. Rams, and they can't let it go. And it's just, I mean, it has just escalated and mushroomed into something that is far bigger than we ever want it to be in the league. And so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out uh, because the coaches can challenge P.I., yeah. because uh, officials are now calling anything that looks close to being P.I. P.I. Um, man, it's 
A lot of penalties are going and, after. And look, and, and I've heard that just like last year, and I was guilty of this last year to where I freaked out because I thought, man, they're going to ruin the game. There was a roughing the passer penalty that was called on. I, I kind of forget who the quarterback was. It was a backup quarterback. And it he laid him down on the ground. <laughs> like like he pillow. was put, Yeah, like he was putting him to bed or like he was trying to s- sneak a nap at a department store when the beds are lined up and half off. And they called that a 15-yard penalty. And I said last year I was freaking out about it and what ended up happening is we hit the regular season and it wasn't nearly as bad and it was never really an issue that I can recall last year in the NFL no and I think what they do is they try and set the tone early in the preseason try and go above and beyond what really how it should be legislated but they're really trying to make it um, where players are aware that look it's a point of emphasis that they're really not going to tolerate a lot of extra contact or anything like that when the ball is in the air. And so we will see a dollar back. And by the time we get to the postseason, it'll be back to business as usual. It just takes us a long way to get there, but we'll eventually get there. Yeah, and a lot of complaints along the way. Um, now, here's uh, here's the other aspect of this that I, that I do think is going to happen. There are some people that look at it and go, well, you know, it's just going to slow the game down even more. I disagree. I actually think it's going to speed the game up. Here's why. Because you're giving coaches the option. I think coaches are going to hold on to those challenge flags at other parts of the game, whether it be a completed pass or whatever they want to challenge, because they look at that as a major play, something major that could take place during the game later on that if they've got a challenge flag, they can take advantage of. So I don't buy the whole it's going to slow the game down. Uh, you know, the, the game is going to take way too long. They're over penalizing everything. I know people like to complain. I think it's going to get itself worked out, but I actually think it's going to speed the game up rather than the opposite that people are trying to spin in. Well, I don't know if it necessarily speed the game up. I do believe that it will um, put a little more of a tactical um, advantage potentially in a a smart coach's hands, like a guy who kind of understands the game, understands situation and circumstance. He may be a little more apt to use his challenge flags later in the game. But I think it's really going to be a momentum and a field deal. Um, Depending on how you feel like your team is, can your uh, team overcome uh, the situation and circumstance, maybe you will keep that flag in your pocket and save it till later on. So we won't see a Joe Philbin where he blows through two challenges in like a minute and a half uh, at the start <laughs> no, of the game. We're not see I don't think Philbin. so. I don't think, I think we'll blow through them all the way. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to. I mean, I'm all for that. I think it'd be a lot very entertaining, but I don't anticipate that happening. Um, now, here is uh, here is another aspect of this that, that I have been told that when it comes to the preseason, when they're implementing new rules or new changes, they always tell the officials, overcall everything. I mean, call mm-hmm. everything. If if it 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 doesn't if it's close, just call it. It doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen in the regular season, but call everything so that you guys can also get used to this new element of the game, and coaches can also get used to having to throw the challenge, uh, understanding this is part of what they can do now uh, when it comes to the regular season. But with that, and you know how the NFL works, comes constant criticism, and people are going to complain that it's going to ruin the game, and they're challenging every. Thing, but I think they're going to over overcall these things in the preseason because this is, if anything, uh, the ability for them to get reps in at a new play and a new 
something new, a new element to the game for the officials, just like it is the players in the preseason. Absolutely. It is, it is a way for, to, to get reps on it. It is a way to go through the protocols and kind of understand how um, you want to legislate it, how you can officiate, how you can manage all those situations that come to it with the replay, with the officials, talking up to the booth and all those other things. So, um, look, the preseason, it is about setting – the tone, establishing a standard and kind of setting the table for how you want things to go. And I think they will continue to use the PI as another way of kind of setting that standard and letting everyone know this is how we want to legislate the game. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get into this. Uh, I mean, you were the victim of even some friendly fire here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Really? I mean, you got uh, Rob... Hot take Parker, who was calling you out over your Aaron Rodgers column that you put together. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week to where, and and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if you were to go ahead and summarize your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers that got you so much criticism to where people were saying, oh, this is crazy, and Bucky doesn't know what he's talking about. Never mind that you probably watch more film than anybody in the media, but yes, you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Please explain your stance on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is overrated. How's that? Let that marinate. Let that marinate. No, no, no. So, so you cheese curd eating Packer fans (laughs) in Green Bay. No. So here's what it was. The column was written in response to Mike Sando wrote a terrific piece in the Athletic where um, it's the sixth year that he's kind of ranked quarterbacks in tiers with the help of 55 executives in the league. They rank quarterbacks tier one, tier two, tier three, all the way to tier five. And tier one quarterbacks are guys that should be able to carry a franchise. Aaron Rodgers was rated as the number one quarterback in Tier 1 over Pat Mahomes and some of the other guys who had played terrifically. So my issue with Aaron Rodgers has been in the last three or so years, he hasn't really played at that level that you could make him the consensus choice to be the number one player at his position. Not saying that he's not a good player, not saying that he's no longer necessarily a Tier 1 player, but in terms of the best of the best, he hasn't played like the best of the best. And really, you can date it all the way back to 2015, week 8, 2015. Since that point, Aaron Rodgers is 24, 24, and 1. He's completing 62% of his passes. His passer rating is under 100, it's at 96.7. And so those numbers aren't indicative of a guy that is dominating the position at this point. And if we're talking about a year to year league where you're always evaluating players um, based on what they just did off their final season, I don't think in good faith and good conscience you can say that he is playing like the best quarterback in the game. That's the key part about what you just said. It's a year-to-year thing. It doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers won't be considered the best quarterback if he has a monster year this year, but you're basing your evaluation on what you've seen recently, and recently he's not been the same guy that he was early in his career. I I think people just get into this habit of going, so-and-so's great, that guy's great, so-and-so's this, and sometimes it's hard for them to break those habits. So, you got a lot of pushback on this, though. Oh, I I did. Yeah, and and, and so, uh, who uh, when what was the most reasonable criticism of your take that you saw? Or are people just simply basing their opinions on the fact that it's the great Aaron Rodgers and they're going based on historical evidence of uh, of amazing things that he's done, and that's where this is coming from? Where it comes from, he does get a bit of it, – it's a Lifetime Achievement Award. And so, when you, when you take it like that based on the totality of his career, because I also made the thing, and maybe this is what kind of got me in hot water. I, I compared him to Russell Westbrook. I compared him to Russell Westbrook in terms of, look, super talented player, a guy that puts up historic numbers, a guy who does some things uh, that you love to see on the court. However, 
the team doesn't win at the highest level when he's doing his deal. And Russell Westbrook, we've seen it. With Aaron Rodgers of late, we haven't seen those guys win because everyone talks about, well, he has won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he has won one, but they haven't won it of late. And so when you're looking at it that way, when everybody talks about Aaron Rodgers being the magical quarterback that can erase all the flaws of the squad, he really hasn't erased all the squad. And here's the here's the other thing about Russell Westbrook and a guy like Aaron Rodgers. And I would almost throw, if you wanted to go boxing, I would throw a guy like Roy Jones Jr. in mm. or even a Cam Newton. They're so gifted physically and just right out of the gates are so gifted that I always am curious to see how they age because when you just have a natural god-given ability how hard do you really work to continue to progress and Aaron Rodgers feels like he's hit a little bit of a plateau it's it's still a very good plateau but it feels like there's another level to his game and I'm just wondering if he's going to get there yeah I mean I think that's the thing the thing is I I would say from a talent standpoint I don't know if Aaron Rodgers entered the league viewed as the same talent that Cam Newton was um Coming out when he was coming out of Cal, you know, you have to remember, he came out with Alex Smith. They were the same draft class. Uh, I graded both of those guys, and I gave them the same exact grade. Even though Aaron Rodgers was a terrific player, he had put up ridiculous numbers at Cal, there was still a bit of um, hesitation when it came to making him a a top pick. Some of it stemmed from Jeff Tedford and the quarterbacks that he had elevated, right. Achilles Smith, Trent Dilfer, some of the other guys who had played for him, David Carr. Similar to the Big 12 narrative yes. that a Big 12 yeah, quarterback Yeah, so, so you just wondered, you wondered how much of that would carry over. And then if people would go back and look at the first two or three preseasons when Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay, there are some questions on whether he was going to be the dude. And so um, I think what he has done is he, he's grown and he developed himself into being a dominant level player. But he still is a guy that can improve his game. The last couple of years, he has preferred to kind of lean and play a little more sandlot than sticking to the script. And I think that has hurt him from an efficiency standpoint because he simply hasn't done what some of the older quarterbacks have done, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, where they play connect-the-dots football by using the running backs and the tight ends and then underneath people to kind of allow them to continue to string together completions. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. We have great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com and see how much you could save. Coming up next, there is a team in the NFL who has has to get something done. It is mandatory if they're trying to win a Super Bowl. Find out who we're talking about next here on FSR. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Coming up here, uh, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR. uh, We have got an update on one of the best players in the league, and it is not a good one. So we'll get to that here a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So um, the Ezekiel Elliott situation is still going on. Uh, the holdout continues. Zeke is in Cabo, uh, which, by the way, big mistake by Zeke. You think so? Okay, well, here's why I say that. If you're going to go to Mexico, that's fine. But at least lie and tell everybody you went to Mexico City so you're training at altitude. And you could just say, look, it's like one of those fighters in Big Bear. I'm just trying to get in better shape. Like, at least go that route. <laughs> but when you go Cabo, I think, I think tequila and women Oh, do you? That's yeah, what you, that's, what that's what I think. You know, maybe I don't know. Maybe you're different, but that's what I think. I think, I think a little work. Oh yeah, Bucky. How often did you work out when you were in Europe? When you went to Europe, how often did you actually work mm, out? I got a little work in. Okay, walking from uh, from uh, one restaurant to the next or one site to the next doesn't count. Zeke's not working. Come on, man. I, I just I'm not buying a little it. work. I, I mean, got a little work. So look, I understand why he's doing what he's doing. I get it. It's the running back position. It's being devalued. They're, they're, it, it's an issue. He wants to get paid. I totally get it. Uh, Jerry Jones, though, he has a little bit of a different opinion. This was Jerry Jones earlier this week from Cowboys Camp in Oxnard talking about the running back position and how it pertains to their Super Bowl goals. You don't have to have a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl. But Emmett was the first one to do it. And that's one of the dilemmas at running back. You can win Super Bowls and not have the Emmett Smith back there or not have Zeke back there. Consequently, when we are looking and putting Zeke's contract in place, we've got to realize that the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl. And so you've got to do all of the things along with having Zeke that allow you to have other players so that you can win the Super Bowl. All right, so according to Jerry Jones, you don't have to have a rushing champ to win a Super Bowl. Bucky Brooks, do Mm. you agree? I agree in general that you don't have to have a rushing champion to win the Super Bowl. 
However, in the Dallas Cowboys case, the last three times they won the Super Bowl, they had a rushing champion. Emmitt Smith was that guy. Uh, the way the Dallas Cowboys are built, they need a high-end runner to fuel their offense. When I look at the personnel that they currently have, Ezekiel Elliott is the engine to that offense. He's the one that makes them go. And so in most instances, yes, you don't need it. But for the Dallas Cowboys to win, their formula is all about having a running back that's a dominant runner, one that is capable of being a rushing champion. So, no. Not in Jerry's case. It feels like this is a little bit of a PR battle going on between the Cowboys and and Zeke. Well, Zeke's not talking. Uh, he's in Cabo, quote unquote, training. working out. Yeah, working out. Yeah, hustling. Just hustling in Cabo, working. like like everybody does when they go to Cabo. You don't work out. Uh, when I'm on vacation, absolutely not. Well, he's not on vacation. He's training. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. He's training. He yeah, just okay. happens to be training okay. at a vacation I, look, destination. I, I get it. I that's that's the new thing. I get it. Go to Cabo to get your work in. Here's, but this is where I think this this is starting to take a turn because it feels like Dallas is really trying to win a PR battle and they're really trying to make a statement to other guys in their roster that we're not going to cave. We're absolutely not going to cave. And the fact that that Jane Slater, the NFL Network, is reporting that there's been no counter offer from Zeke. Like they they've seen the initial offer from the Cowboys. Not only have they not had a conversation in return, they haven't even had a counter offer and they took off to go to Cabo. When you hear something like that, does what what does that mean to you as far as how negotiations are going? Uh it means that they're they they're insulted by the offer. Um they want some time to kind of make them sweat a little bit. And I think, you know, when it comes down to it, uh Zeke Elliott has to determine what is the line. What is the line when it comes to the amount of money that he wants per year? How does he want uh, to be compensated? And is he willing to let um, the Dallas Cowboys come in at an offer that is less than ideal, but one that gives him some guaranteed money that will allow him to report to camp? I, I think he has to figure out what is what is the big takeaway because he has two years remaining on his deal. And in two years, whatever he signs for is going to be below Yep market value if you were running back would you just take shorter term deals all the way through like would you would you get to, to your next contract faster or if you're a running back just take as much upfront money as you can get guaranteed and then figure it out when you get to that point take as much guaranteed money as you can um i think like with running backs and, and look I, I believe some of this um happens a little bit in a vacuum because of fantasy football because you have so many fantasy football owners who have been able to win uh without guys that are necessarily a level talents that everyone feels like you can find a running back anywhere. And you can get production, but it's different because the production goes beyond – the impact goes beyond just the numbers. How do they impact the defense? How do they impact the defense in a way that it creates opportunities for wide receivers and quarterbacks? And so for Ezekiel Elliott and for some of the other high-end running backs, they have to get the money when they can get it, and they have to get it before they get too much mileage too much wear and tear on the body. And I also think that and and I here's why I get what the running backs are doing. If you looked around, if you worked in 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 a business or an office or a company or whatever and you looked around and everybody else was on the incline, there was growth, uh working conditions were better and there was more money coming through, but you were still stuck in the same old thing and and old routine using the same old equipment, it'd be frustrating. Yes. The NFL's getting safer. Guys are getting paid more, except for the running backs. Still the same pounding, 
and you're not seeing the value increase on running back. They're making more money, but that's just the economy in general. Gas was more expensive uh, now than it was in the 80s. Um, you know, that ju- that's just what's happening over time in any business. But running backs are taking the same pounding, getting worn down the same way they always were, but they're not being compensated and they're being devalued. I get why there's frustration on their end. Yeah, I think it has to be some frustration, especially when you look and you see the quarterbacks and the, what quarterbacks are oh, making. Oh, yeah. And we're not talking about the high-end quarterbacks. I'm not talking about the high-end guys. I'm talking about the guys that are average. The fact that Sam Bradford can get $20 million uh, for a single season, and everyone knows that Sam Bradford isn't a high-end player. With so, floppy sleeves. Yeah. I mean, not even yeah. fashion so, sense. So when you have those kind of guys that are earning that kind of cash, it is hard for a running back to settle. For an Andy Dalton making uh, $15, 16 $17 million a year, it's hard for a guy like a Levian Bill to understand that if Andy Dalton and I were on the same team, I'm clearly going to have more value. I'm clearly the better player. But because of the position that I play, you want me to take um, a pay cut or take a smaller piece of the pie? doesn't make sense yeah yeah he's bucky brooks i'm jonas knox this is fox sports radio you can check out the show as always on the iHeartRadio app we are coming to you live here from the geico fox sports radio studios where it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part figuring out which way is easier up next we have got an update on one of the best players in the nfl and it is not good news that is next here on fox sports radio but for all the latest from around the world especially Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the gas man, David Gascon. What's up, gentlemen? What's going on, Dave? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Uh, it doesn't look like you're doing good. You're running around playing grab ass with uh, Ryan, our technical producer, during the breaks. Guy was trying to uh, well enforce himself onto a peculiar situation here in the studio. That, that didn't happen at all. I had, I had to insert my dominance, and I did. You guys have this. You guys have this, yeah. you guys uh. have this weird like <laughs> 1980s uh, football movie. Remember that movie Wildcats? <laughs> you remember that oh, movie man. where yeah. they just they used to pick on wasn't kids Sin- and no, and the Sinbad wasn't in that one, was he? No, that was uh, Necessary Roughness. That's right, my bad. Yeah, listen, if you want to know anything about 80s and 90s bad football movies, you just throw them my way. That's right, my wheelhouse. But it was t- I was surprised you guys weren't squeezing oranges uh, in between your biceps just to try and show off a little bit. I think he's talking to you, Big Ryan. <laughs> They're too violent, man. You guys are too violent for daytime radio on the weekend. Tell this is true. This is true. I'd curb my enthusiasm here today. But good to see you guys anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Good to hear you, Dave. Football's back, and, uh, and so are we. Uh, guys, we'll leave things off with the National Football League. A couple of notes here. Uh, the Athletic is reporting that Antonio Brown, wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, is visiting a foot specialist. Broncos have signed running back theoretic to a one-year deal that will pay him $2.5 million. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball, a couple of notes here. Yankees and Red Sox game one of a doubleheader. Swung on and driven to right. Betts going back, looking up, and she is gone. David John makes long gone. He hits a three-run home run, and the Yankees have blown it open. They take a 7-1 lead. Yeah, they skunked the Red Sox today, 9-2 in game number one of this doubleheader. Chris Sell was roughed up, gave up eight earned runs in just three and two-thirds innings. His ERA now is at 468. Meanwhile, Cubby's doing some work right now against the Milwaukee Brewers. It is locked up at one apiece in the top of the seventh inning. Milwaukee does have a runner on at first base and only one man out. In the NBA, Draymond Green, four-year extension with the Golden State Warriors, was announced today worth $100 million. And Brian Windhorst reporting this morning that Julius Randle has withdrawn from Team USA training camp due to a family issue. All that being said, back to Jonas Knox and Bucky Brooks in just 10 seconds. But first, a word from Farmers. 
At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Jonas, I'm doing your. Uh, I'm on your off-season workout right now, and also on your diet plan too. Bell peppers, cucumbers, yep. oh, asparagus. Mm. It's the way to go. Uh, I don't I know s- how you do it. E from Salam. I so I, he. I kept telling him, I'm like, man, I'm telling you, these bell peppers are like candy. He's like, no, they're not. I'm like, yes, they are. <laughs> like candy. So, so he had a piece. He's like, that doesn't taste any. Anything like candy. And I'm like, I'm telling you, man, it, it's really good. And uh, so last week I saw him, I was walking through because he does the show with Brian No after we're done. And uh, I, as I'm walking through with a raw bell pepper and orange <laughs> one, I'm eating it in front of him. And he goes, you and that damn bell pepper. I'm like, well, I'm telling you, from it's like a candy bar. He's like, yeah, candy bar dipped in S. <laughs> <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later, he did national radio. So a little behind the scenes as to how things go here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, all right. Uh, good stuff from uh, David Gascon here uh, on uh, FSR. So uh, Bucky Brooks. We have an update. We have got an update uh, on one of the best players in the NFL. Now, here's how this goes. Antonio Brown has missed a couple of days in a row. This is after he missed a little bit of time, and he showed up to camp in a hot air balloon and was placed uh, on the <laughs> unable to perform. I, I, I lose track of all these acronyms. Uh, there's more <laughs> acronyms in sports than Rob Parker has for people. And so... John Gruden spoke to the media this week about his disappointment in not having Antonio Brown at the, on the practice field. I don't know if concerned is the word. I think disappointed is the word. You know, he comes out to start training camp. He's in superb shape. He makes a great play, and he gets a, uh, a, a setback. And uh, hopefully he comes back sooner than later. But uh, disappointed is the big word, I think. And uh, he's, 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 his heart is broken. He's, he's put a lot into this, and he knows – uh, he's got to stay healthy and get out there for us because we need him. The latest, according to uh, uh, Vic Tafur of The Athletic, is reporting that Antonio Brown missed practice, obviously, for mul- uh, multiple days uh, because of the because of a foot injury. And now he is set to see a specialist. Mm. When you hear that word thrown in after he's missed some time, that tells me you being a player. When do you go see a specialist? Uh, when you want a second opinion, when you've gotten some information that says that the injury that you're worried about um, is a serious one, and you want to make sure that the steps that you're taking afterwards to rehab back, uh, you want to give yourself the best opportunity to be able to come back and be the player that you once were. And so I think for A.B., whatever the initial diagnosis was, he just wants to go to a specialist and make sure that whatever it is, that he's in the best hands and that they're going to give him an opportunity to get back to being the special player that we've seen. Now, he I don't know if you happen to see the pictures of the bottom of his feet on social media this uh, week. No. Yeah, it uh I wouldn't I wouldn't check that out. You plan on eating today? <laughs> no, why why is why his feet look? Why is his feet out there on social it, media? It look I have no idea, but there was a picture of his feet blistered up. I swear to God. He it, needs to wear better socks. It, it looked like he was wearing the face that they cut off the guy in Silence of the Lambs on the bottom oh, of his gross. feet. It was disgusting. Gross. Uh, it, it, it looks really, really bad. And so I don't know. 
This obviously isn't the start that they wanted, and Antonio Brown's a great player, but this feels like less of a, hey, let's give a veteran some rest for a training camp. As long as he's ready for the regular season, that's all we care about. I think there's more concern there than maybe even John Gruden's letting on, and I think this could be a serious issue moving forward. Yeah, it could be a serious issue. Um, You go see a specialist, you go get a second opinion. We saw it. with A.J. Green. A.J. Green got a second opinion. You're talking about him being out maybe six to eight weeks yeah. with his ankle. So you're talking about a serious injury. You're not just talking about something that is a day or two and it'll come back. This is something where you want to check it out. You want to make sure that, okay, if I have to take a route where maybe I'm going through surgery or what is the best scenario to get me back on the field while also minimizing my risk? Now, what are the concerns from a from a quarterback, wide receiver um as far as in chemistry and all that when it comes to the Raiders, any concerns with those guys trying to be able to get on the same page? I mean, it's still a concern because you don't have your guy on the field, and so you can't. You need the reps to develop the chemistry and the rapport. However, AB is a pro. Derek Carr is a pro. They'll be able to figure it out if he's able to miss most. If he misses most of the training camp and comes back week one, uh, they'll still find a way to kind of get on the same page. But it's not ideal, and every coach wants all their guys available so they can kind of build – the game plans around what they do, but it is what it is. You kind of have to deal with it. You have to be able to adjust uh, for AB and for Derek Carr. They have to figure out a way to get their chemistry and connection, maybe through extra reps at the end of practice. Yeah, they were uh, blistered, peeling, just a uh, a bad, bad, bad situation. So uh, we will uh, have the very latest on uh, uh, Antonio Brown moving forward. Here's why I love the idea of the Oakland Raiders also on Hard Knocks, because you've got willing participants up and down that roster to speak. This is going to be wild, man. We are uh, gonna, we're going to know. Do you think that th- there's a reason majority of coaches don't want anything to do with Hard Knocks? Because they don't want to give any tells, and they don't want to you know, showcase like you get a real indication as to what a team is when you see hard knocks. I knew the Bucks. I was completely out on the Bucks after I watched him on hard knocks. Dirk Cutter looked like he had no control of the team and it looked, <laughs> it looked like it was an issue. No control of Jameis Winston, no control of the team. And it was an issue. And then last year you saw Hugh Jackson and how that played out. And, and, you know, as, as we would learn weeks later, it was not so, you know, in unison and they weren't all together and on the same page there. So I just think there's a reason coaches want no part of hard knocks and it feels like Gruden's the opposite of that. Oh, no, no, no. Let me let me in. I want all of this and there's a lot of guys on that roster who want to speak. Yeah, there are a lot of guys that want some of the stardom. You have a lot of TV guys. Obviously, Mike Mayock and John Gruden come yes. from TV. Um, so they don't mind the cameras being around. They don't mind putting on a bit of a show. Uh, you just have to be careful when you give people access because everyone who gets access made I understand context and some of the issues that came back to hurt Hugh Jackson may have been because they provided him access, but Hugh wasn't able to really lay the context down. And so you have these sound bites and things that kind of run rampant with the players. Um, you just got to make sure that they kind of understand that the main thing is the main thing. And everyone talks about, Oh, I got to build my brand. I have to do this, but make sure you focus on the things that, um, allow you to kind of make the living that you make. Make sure you understand where your bread is buttered. Focus on being a great player, less of a personality. And then if you get the opportunity to kind of mix some of those things, then do it. But you really need to be honed in and, fix, and fixated on your job right now. And and you brought up a, a key point there. The fact that Look, you you only get a you really only get a small peek as to what the team is like and it's really how the producers present the product to you. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so one of the examples of that is you go to the last chance you, the head coach Jason Brown who got fired because meh, 
you know, when you when you tell a uh, a player that you're his new Hitler and he's of German descent, probably not a good move. Probably not the move you want to take. Probably not the uh, move. Via Definitely text not the move. Um, as as out of context as that may have been taken, once you see it, it's an issue. But he's gotten a lot of pushback and a lot of criticism. And one of his things was, look, if you just singled out eight hours of footage, which is all we're talking about, of an mm-hmm. entire two to three year stretch as a coach. I mean, if you really wanted to edit things well enough, you could make a lot of people look really, really bad, especially in the NFL, where some of the language and some of the things that are said on a practice field are not the nicest things in the world. Marshawn Lynch is is, is in hot water because he, uh, you know, cursed at some kids at one of his uh, camps up in Seattle, and the parents chased him down with a video camera. And if you just heard their story of it, you would immediately go and say, that is totally out of line. But if you think about Marshawn Lynch and the culture he comes from and the football world, I think it's just a different, it's different than it is anywhere else. It is different. And so you have to kind of take people where they are, but you just don't understand where they're coming from. And so we talk about that context, really understanding the circumstances behind the conversations and what is said. Who is, who, which coach had the worst <clears throat> language of any coach you played for. The coach who just dropped F bombs constantly. Uh, the look, the late Gunther Cunningham defense coordinator <laughs> for the Kansas City Chiefs. I man, he <clears throat> we had a, a, a dollar for every time he cursed, man, I'd be a rich man. Uh, okay, about- every everything set him off. Love Gunther to death, but man. I heard he was a good guy. Great guy, but he was High, high stress. Yeah, he um, high stress, salty language, he, salty. Uh, him and uh, Derek Thomas were real close, from from what I recall. Him and Derek Thomas were really close, but I've always heard good things about Gunther Cunningham that he was a good dude. Yeah, late. but uh, gun, gun, gun was one that that, that was a little salty. <laughs> you wouldn't bring L- him to church. A little salty, a little salty. <laughs> uh, Bruce Arians as well too. Uh, Bruce Arians, like the the trick when it comes to Bruce Arians, if you're going to book him as an interview, make sure it's taped because uh, you need. <laughs> to be able to uh to hit, hit edit yeah and and bleep out certain things we tried bruce arians here on the network two or three times ryan uh you know a technical producer you've been on uh, on here when bruce arians has been in an interview yes? yes i've been running the board when he's on the herd and live he dropped an f-bomb oh. like yo man this is your first time on tv what's wrong it's great. with you no it's great and I, I love him and uh bidwell w- talked about this when he interviewed bruce arians for the first time he said he was shocked because this guy's trying to get a head coaching job for the first time in his career, outside of the time that he was an interim coach when Chuck Pagano got sick. And Bidwell, uh, the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, said, we're sitting at dinner. This is a job interview. And five minutes in, he's already cursed and dropped an F-bomb like four times. <laughs> he goes, but I was so I was so impressed that he just wasn't going to change for me. So there are certain coaches that like to uh, to go that route and uh, and certain coaches that don't. Gunther Cunningham, according to Bucky Brooks, Very is one salty. of those coaches. Very Good. salty. Very That's salty my kind of guy. Uh, all right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. And we do it here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, up next, maybe one of the most impressive things we've seen in the NFL in quite some time. Uh, and maybe a, a possible conspiracy theory attached to it. Find out what we're talking about next on FSR. 
He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Coming up a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR. uh, Bad news. A a really good player, but he's in a really tough spot, and it's uh, bad news that we will get to uh, a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So, uh, Bucky Brooks, uh, we are one game in the Hall of Fame game, which, by the way, we're watching. This is what football junkies we are. We are watching the (laughs) replay of the Hall of Fame game here uh, inside the studio uh dan quinn by the way has lost his last nine preseason games i don't know if you knew that or not i, I didn't know that <laughs> yeah last nine <clears throat> I, I didn't know yes, that uh, i know i know that some people don't necessarily place a priority on winning the preseason games but man it would be tough for me to go yeah, 0 and 9. Yeah, and so uh so you know the uh, the Falcons lose that game denver wins but here's what i wanted to ask you vic fangio Uh, who before the game it was said that he was not going to coach. And so Ed Donatel was going to be the guy who was going to be filling in um, while Vic Fangio was dealing with kidney stones. And then reportedly Vic Fangio, while everybody says, man, he made history in challenging the first ever pass interference penalty in the history of the league. He also made history, I think, because I don't recall another coach passing a kidney stone while an actual game was going on from the (laughs) sideline. So are you buying the kidney stone story when it comes to Vic Fangio and what happened in Denver? Why would I be skeptical on my man passing the stone? Maybe. Maybe he said, you he know what? some attention. I'm just, maybe he just <laughs> the maybe, Hall of Fame gave me a little extra. Maybe he felt like there were too many divas on that team. And he said, you know, I got to show these guys what what real work is. And I want to show them what a real grind is. And now all those players go, man, there's my coach. That guy will pass a kidney stone for me while the game's going on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I would put that. I mean, look. I mean, that's 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 a tough one. That, that I've heard. Have you ever had a kidney stone before? Uh, no, and I don't want one. No, I don't want one either. That's why I drink way too much water, and I should probably wear a diaper because all I do is go to the bathroom constantly. <laughs> but I have heard it's like the female. It's the male equivalent to giving birth. That's Ooh. what it feels like. Ooh. Yeah, I've heard it's that painful. There's a lot of things going on in an NFL game. <laughs> Passing a kidney stone does not seem like something I want to do while I'm trying to coach an NFL game. Maybe they passed it for him. <laughs> How do you, what, what do you mean? They, what, they massage know. him from behind and, and, and squeeze it out? It's not the last drop of, a, of mustard inside a, a squeezable <laughs> container. Come on. Guy's passing a kidney stone, for God's sakes. Uh, are you excited, though, man? We are, we are going to have football every single weekend until the middle of February, moving forward. It's so crazy that it's here. Um, the game Thursday night was... One that you didn't care who was playing, you didn't care how long they played. You just wanted to see ball. Yes, in my so, veins. Yes, the, the opportunity to see ball and to see plays and see some of your favorite players, even if they just took a snap or two, is exactly what you want. But now, this time next week, we are fully into the mix when it comes to preseason. and look, even college football. Three weeks from now, we've got two games. You've got Miami and you've got Florida, and then you've got Arizona and Hawaii. So we're going to get back to two games on three weeks from now in college football. So teams are going to be scrambling. They're going to be trying to get prepared. Um, when it comes to the college, when it comes to colleges compared to the NFL, the difference in preparation time for college kids compared to the NFL is what? Uh, I mean. It's, it's a lot shorter. Like, you, you don't expect college kids to do some of the stuff that you expect pros because it's their job. But um, 
It's just kind of a, a, a different level of expectation. You you grind on them. You demand a lot. More rust but, early yeah. on in the season with college yeah. kids. Well, I mean, yeah, like college kids is just the unknown because, I mean, you tackle and stuff, but you just don't know how guys are going to act under the bright lights. And the pros, you kind of have a, a reasonable idea. Some guys, only a handful of guys, a, a change. But you kind of know going in who are going to be your guys. And it's also why I don't criticize teams that schedule easy games to start off the season. Look, you're dealing with kids that are 18 years old. To your point, you have no idea how they're going to respond on this kind of stage. Do I really want to throw, if I'm Alabama, do I really want to throw some kid out there against a Clemson in week one? Or do I want to slowly build on the season and get better as the season goes on? I, I have never criticized teams that schedule cupcakes early on in the year. I just yeah, don't it's, do not, it. it's nothing wrong because you have to get some game reps and you have to get in, in games that you know that you're going to win. Um, it's unfortunate, you know, like, how it goes, but I, look, I I just love the preseason in terms of just like people chasing I the love dream. It. So love it doesn't it. matter to me who's playing or how they're playing or whatever. I just love seeing people pursue it. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show as always on the iHeartRadio app, and we always appreciate you checking out the show on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates all across the country. Up next here on FSR, a really good player in the NFL in a really bad spot. Find out who we're talking about next on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
so a pretty good player in the NFL, a guy who's had really good success at a really strong year a year ago, but he's in a really tough spot. We will get to that here coming up momentarily on Fox Sports Radio. That guy over there is Bucky Brooks. I am Jonas Knox. This is FSR. If you would like to know any of the updates on the Hall of Fame game that took place two days ago, we are the show for you as we are watching it right now on replay here in these uh, Fox Sports Radio studios brought to you by Geico where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It is football season. It is August, Bucky Brooks. I think hell week. I think sweat. I think two-a-days. I think bull in the ring. And I think holdouts. What do you think of? (laughs) I don't know if we can do some of those (laughs) arcade things that you're talking about. But you know what I think about? I think about all the guys that are living life on the bubble. All the players that are chasing the dream, but they are one of the guys that is fighting for one of the last spots on the squad. And the anxiety that goes along with that, the pressure um, when it comes to practicing every day, playing in these preseason games. A lot of times when people have turned the channel, those guys are giving everything yep. they can to, to make a squad. And I can relate, having been one of those guys in terms of just being a bubble, uh, living life on the bubble, it is tough. And so I have so much respect for them. But then really selfishly, I just love the competition. I love seeing what happens with the chessboard. What new things are guys bringing to the table? What new ideas will we see kind of pop up and emerge? And so for me, it's all of it. It's the the competitiveness of the game, but it's the tactical strategies that make it look like chess to me, uh, plus a little nastiness. I just oh, kind of yeah. love it all. Uh, well, and think about it like this. hard knock, The best stories on hard knocks aren't really with the best players. The best stories on hard knocks are the guys, and you sort of fall in love with them. Was it a Kajus a year ago with the Cleveland Browns? You just sort of fall in love with these guys, and you hope yes. they make the team. Yes. And more often than not, they don't make the team, and they've got to go figure it out somewhere else. So that happens every single training camp. All across the NFL, there are stories mm-hmm. like that of guys that are going to do anything it takes to try and make a roster, which is why I love it as well, too, man. I When when backups go in, I'm still watching. I, I mean, whether it's football junkie or I just like the story, I love I love football, and I love seeing these guys try and achieve their dreams. I really yeah, I think, I think it's one of the cool things, like to see guys do it, see guys come in maybe as an undrafted free agent, work their way onto the spot. We saw Phillip Lindsay uh, do that and become – a Pro Bowl player. And so I just love it. I love it all. And, I mean, look, I, I watch football, any any style, any flavor, whatever league. But uh, there's nothing like playing, competing, and watching the National Football League. Uh, all right. So let's get into a guy who is not uh, on the bubble, but he is also not at camp right now. And that guy would be Melvin Gordon. Mm. Uh, reports came out. Melvin Gordon and his agent asked the Chargers for a trade last week after the Chargers' refusal to budge off the $10 million offer that they gave to Melvin Gordon. Now, we don't know the actual terms. We don't know the actual numbers. But if it, let's start with the number that's being reported. At $10 million a year, is Melvin Gordon making a mistake by turning it down? If that's the real number. No, I don't think he's making a mistake. I, I just don't know where Melvin Gordon is going to get his money from. Right. Like, I don't know who's going to trade for Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is one complete season. I think he is being disrespected in terms of the amount of money they're giving him. However, he doesn't really have any options. Like, if you look around and you think about the number of $10 million running backs, there aren't many. Um, He gets a chance to be in that club. And coming off a season where he just played, didn't get uh, $10 million, didn't hit free agency, 
who knows how it may turn out for him. Yeah, and it, it does feel like this is not a situation. It, look, in Dallas, I think Zeke's got a ton of a ton of leverage there. Or I don't know that he's got a ton of leverage, but I think he's got much more than what Melvin Gordon's got when it comes to the Chargers. It feels like Melvin Gordon's kind of painted into a corner. And his approach in taking the whole, well, you know, then just trade me. I, like I, I think I, I said this before. I think there's a reason that the Chargers didn't address the running back position in the draft. I think the Chargers aren't surprised that Melvin Gordon is taking this approach. The fact that they didn't address it in the draft tells me that they love what they've got behind him in Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, mm-hmm. and they're okay going into the season with something like that. And Melvin Gordon. Look, the Chargers were 4-0 without him last year. So you've got sample sizes of them having success. I know each each game is different and mm-hmm. matchups dictate everything, but it just it feels like he's in a really tough spot. Yeah, he's he's in a tough spot. He's not negotiating from a place of leverage, even though he has put up tremendous uh, numbers. For the Chargers, this is a team that is driven and fueled by Phillip Rivers. And so when it comes to the pecking order, Phillip Rivers is always going to get taken care of, and then he'll kind of dictate yes. where the, the money should go. But – They've been able to find and uncover so many under-the-radar guys that I wouldn't be surprised for them to be like, hey, Melvin, we understand you want to say that. We're cool with Austin Eckler and somebody else that we can identify our practice for practice squad and bring them in and let them compete. And also, as far as organizations that have uh, roster builds – it's really tough to find an organization that's been better in the draft the last several years than the LA Chargers. I mean, they've hit home runs in the draft. Yeah, I mean, they 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 have. They've done a great job of getting um, solid players without a lot of red flags. And so, because they've been so good at compiling picks and then making subtle trades to move up. They walk away three yeah. really, really good. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And then look, you've got other players around the NFL that maybe aren't getting a lot of the attention. Yannick Ngakwe is another guy who who held out. Michael Thomas got paid. I, I don't think anybody was surprised by that. The Michael Thomas situation mm-hmm. – the one thing I want to see happen with Michael Thomas is I hope it doesn't turn into an Odell Beckham scenario to where Odell Beckham signs the contract, gets his big money deal, goes, and then early on in the season, you can see that Eli Manning is maybe not the quarterback that's going to be able to utilize Odell Beckham in the passing game like he mm-hmm. wants to. And I just wonder, as Drew Brees ages, how this contract ages for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, because they gave him a lot of money, man. He got paid a lot. And and it's not like a situation in, in Atlanta where they're talking about giving Julio Jones big-time money. Matt Ryan is still what I, I would perceive to be in his prime. Drew Brees showed age late in the season. I just he I did. wonder what's going to happen there. He did. It's tough. The division is tough. division has big-time playmakers. Um, you know, I— and yet, New England just keeps figuring it out. They just keep rolling out. Yeah, I just uh, don't. I just don't know. Like, I, I can see a scenario where they can, like, with Melvin. I, I, I know they love him and what he brings, but I can see them being like, "Look, we can get better. We can get by with who we have. As long as we have seventeen, we have a chance." What is the trade market for Melvin Gordon? I don't think it's. Is it really that great? I, I don't. I can't see teams out there. In fact, I'll, I'll say this: I don't think the trade market for Ezekiel Elliott would be that great because if you make a trade and you acquire Ezekiel, Ezekiel or Melvin Gordon, you're still in the same spot. Like who's you got to pay him. Yeah, you got to pay him. That's the thing. And and who's going to? Pay? You have two years minimum control of Zeke. 
if anything, that feels like bad business to pay a running back when you've when you've got two years of control. So if Dallas unloads him, like first of all, I don't know how many buyers there are out there, but you're still going to run into the same issues that he's having in Dallas. Absolutely, you can run into it, and so so many so many layers. It's sc- it's screwed, man. It it is you. It's one it's one of the rare situations to where you can see both sides. And you can also see why each side would want to screw the other side over, so to speak, for Absolutely. lack of a better term. Absolutely. Uh, it just it that's that's business. And then Stephen Jones is speaking about it publicly. Jerry Jones, they're letting everybody know, you know, we are all about the team, we're all about these guys. I just if you were to if you had to best guess, all right, somebody gives you a hundred bucks to say, Bucky, make me some money. I want you to go to the sports book in mm. Vegas right now and they tell you who shows up to camp for Zeke or Melvin Gordon, who do you bet on? Oof. Zeke. Easy. Really? Easy. I, I, man, I don't know. I, I think I would probably go Melvin Gordon just because I think Zeke's got a little bit more leverage. But Melvin Gordon doesn't have the issues off the field like he does. No. Nah, on the field, it's different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird place to be. And then look, Melvin Gordon. A lot of people want to just look at the amount of rushing attempts and the wear and tear just in the NFL. Melvin Gordon mm-hmm. comes from Wisconsin. You know what they do in Wisconsin. They run guys into the crown. <laughs> that's <laughs> what you do. That's what Wisconsin does. They've got big linemen and they run the football. That's, that is how they do football in Wisconsin. And so Melvin Gordon's got all that wear and tear, plus everything else that took place, whether it was at Pop Warner or everything that came before that. So it's just, it's a really tough call. And, and both these guys, I get their point. And I also understand why the Chargers and the Cowboys are like, sorry, man, doesn't make any sense to pay you. I, I get it. I get both sides of it. I really do. Makes all the sense in the world. I mean, it does. I mean, I th- I, look, the thing for Melvin Gordon is it's unfortunate that – he plays a position where they're able to lock you up on the rookie deal for six, seven years. So you're seven years in. You can you can really have an impact because yeah. you're thinking about the fifth year option, then being able to use the franchise tag vehicle. Just makes it makes it tough, makes it a tough workaround. But look, you won't find a better one. I know that's a, and that's the thing. And and all look, if your kid came up to you and said, "Dad, I, I want to play running back." You gonna are you letting him play? Seeing how the business is going, seeing how if you think he's got a legitimate shot at going to the league, would you want him to play running back based on the wear and tear and based on how the business is going? No, but man, you get such the glory though coming up. I know. You get, you get <laughs> I know. You get all the glory. You yes. score I know. Yeah, that's and and you're and look, you're you're in and out by thirty years old, and hopefully you got a bunch of money saved up in the bank, and you can move Jeez. on with your life. I know. It's 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 Gosh. a great way to go, unless you're Frank Gore, mm. who is a mutant, who for some reason is still playing at a high level and is going to be he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day, uh, because he's going to end up being third on the all time rushing list at one point, and one point very soon this season. So. Uh, All right, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Up next here on FSR, we're going to the scene of the biggest storyline in the NFL. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Coming up uh, a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will dive back in to the NFL because Bucky Brooks thinks there could be a changing of philosophies for one playoff team from a year ago. So we'll get to that here a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, uh, we are joined by Clarence Hill. He covers the Dallas Cowboys for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. And if you want to know somebody who is all about getting into back and forths on Twitter, Clarence is your guy. <laughs> he is not fearful at all. Clarence, thanks so much for a few minutes of your time, man. We appreciate it. What's up, man? How you guys doing? We're good. We're we're hanging out. We're not that far from you. Now, you're in Oxnard right now currently, correct? Yes, Oxnard in between practices. Uh, getting some lunch. Got me a little haircut and shave. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, getting ready for the second practice of the day. All right. Now, I live in Thousand Oaks. I grew born and raised in Ventura County. So where are we having lunch in Oxnard right now? Are you by Oxnard Shores? Are you looking out at the water? What's happening? You know what? I, I, I do. Uh, it's a barbecue place, CJ's Barbecue. He does, he does a great job uh, up here. We come here every year. Uh, and uh, he has some great gumbo. If you want some Louisiana gumbo, he does oh. some great gumbo at a barbecue place don't 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 misinterpret barbecue place <laughs> great gumbo that's a great barbecue too i love his gumbo now or do you have uh do you look down on west coast barbecue being from uh that you're in texas I'm, all the time yes of course okay good. that's like what i guys, figured just like you guys try to look down on our, our tex-mex yeah, <laughs> okay that is fair point all right very, that, that is fair point there i guess we're even uh all right let's get into the big question uh that that we that is going on at cowboys camp it's all about zeke uh where is he at he's in cabo is he really there to train is he so on and so forth how fo- how long does this last gut feeling how long before we have a resolution in zeke's holdout when it comes to the cowboys 
Uh, it depends on the strength of the resolve. Uh, Jerry Jones talked to us the other day, and he seemed like he's dug in for the long goal. He mentioned months into the season that the Cowboys are going to stick to their guns now, and they're going to you know use all the mechanisms possible. That includes fining and 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 all that other stuff. To Zeke Elliott, uh, his money's not as long as Jerry's trying to get his money. How strong is Zeke's resolve uh, with this whole thing? And, and certainly. Uh, I think it'll be resolved by the end of the training camp. But again, Zeke has to bring his number down. There's no question he's going to get more than Todd Gurley. They're not going to make a, I guess, new market-setting deal, though. It, it will be more than Todd Gurley, probably just for inflation. But the Cowboys are not inclined to give to, to reset the market for the running back with Zeke Elliott. You know, Chill, why, why, why do we have to go through this when we're the Dallas Cowboys? The Dallas Cowboys have seen this scenario play out before. They did it with Emmitt Smith years ago. Uh, Jerry had kind of briefly talked about a rushing champion not being necessary for them to win, but when they do win it, they have a rushing champion. Why can't they just come to an agreement and kind of figure it out? Because if they go on to the start of the season, I would hate to see this holdout drag on. I just don't know. And that division with the Eagles, the way they're constructed, um, I just don't know if they want to put themselves behind the eight ball. How long do you think this plays out? Yeah, that's the thing. You didn't really want – that's not the ideal scenario you wanted to come into camp. You do feel good about their team, and they feel good about their team after what they did last year, hoping to build off of that and really take that next step. The Eagles are tough. You didn't really want to come into training camp with all this ugliness hanging over your head. Uh, it shouldn't come to this. But, but it has. And, and the thing about it is, is coming into the season, the Cowboys readily said, we're going to try to re-sign Dak. We're going to try to extend Amari. We're going to kick Zeke down the road. And Zeke's like, what? what? Uh, I'm a two-time rushing champ, okay? Everything that Dak does, everything about your offense is sitting on me in the running game. But yeah, you're going to put me on the back burner? Heck no, okay? I need my contract addressed now. And one good thing about this thing for Zeke is they are addressing his contract now. They would have rather, you know, signed Dak and Amari and, and, and did Zeke, you know, next year. Now they're trying to do all three this training camp. And, again, it takes two to tango. Uh, certainly regarding to Amari Cooper, his agents are waiting for Julio Jones to sign. You know, after your boy in New Orleans got that big deal to reset that market, Dak and his people, they're still posturing. Uh, the Cowboys are taking a three-pronged approach. But, again, at some point they got to get them done. You want to get Dak done first is because it's the biggest deal and you know, know what you have left to work with to sign the other guys. But, again, time is getting short now. He is Clarence Hill. He covers the Dallas Cowboys for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, joining us live from Cowboys camp in Oxnard here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR. Clarence, does it feel like there's some bad blood potentially brewing soon based on I – the... I get the vibe, and this is just on the outside looking in, that Jerry Jones thought by defending Zeke every offseason, whenever there was an incident, or going to the well, or going to bat for him and criticizing the commissioner for these suspensions – did Jerry think that maybe that would carry a little bit of weight when it came to this situation and maybe Zeke would show up and they would work together based on Jerry having his back all these times? No, no, I, I disagree in that respect. I mean, that, that's what it seemed like on the outside to us lay people. But but this is chess, not checkers to Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones, is he loves to negotiate. He loves to battle. He understands. He supported Zeke. Certainly, you go back in 2017, he tried to get the commission to fire. He tried to sue the other NFL owners. And he got fined $2 million supporting Zeke. We asked Jerry about this a number of times. He said, I supported Zeke because I thought Zeke had the high road. I thought he was in the right. That's why I supported Zeke. He still believes, though. He still believes he shouldn't have been 
fined or suspended for, for, for that incident. But it's not a situation where I say, well, I, I'll back you here and you need to acquiesce to what I want on this end. No, he, he doesn't believe that. He understands that. He understands it's personal for the players. It's not personal. Jerry Jerry has done so many contract battles. You mentioned Zeke. You remember Dez, right? Dez, Jerry loved Dez as much as anybody. But Dez had to hold out, throw it out the whole offseason, almost the training camp, before he got his money. So, you know, this is sport for Jerry. He loves to negotiate. Right now he's dug in. Hey, Clarence, so when I look at this and I hear you, uh, Dak Prescott's going to get his money. Ezekiel will eventually get his money. Amari Cooper is going to get his money. It's only so much to go around. When I look at that defense, it looks like it may come down between Jalen Smith and Byron Jones. Who is going to be left short? Well, you know, the thing about it is and Jalen is going to be a restricted free agent next year, so they can potentially kick that down the road for two years. He's under contract this year. He's restricted next year. And, you know, he was a second-round pick. They can potentially kick that down the road for two years. Leighton Van Der Esch, you know, he was a rookie last year. He got three years. The question is Byron Jones, you know, and, and Byron Jones is up now. You know, can they get these contracts done so they have enough room to franchise Byron if they want to? Or are they seeing these other corners? You, know, you know, Chris Richard is, is developing these young guys. He drafted Mike Jackson out of Miami. Can they get enough development from their guys to maybe move on from Byron Jones? But, again, Byron Jones – had a hip surgery in the offseason. He needs to prove that he's healthy, that he can put back-to-back uh, Pro Bowl season together. If he's that type of corner that you want to pay that much money to, there's still a question out there. Byron Jones still has something to prove. He is uh, Clarence Hill. He covers the Dallas Cowboys for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, the subject of Dak Prescott. How close are they to getting a deal done? Does Dallas for certain know that he's their franchise quarterback? Well, they for certain know they want to pay him and keep him. And, and they for certain know believe he is a franchise quarterback and, and they want to bet with him, with him for the long haul. Uh, but they're not close on a deal. You know, they, you know, again, Dak was the one they wanted to get done first. Dak, you know, was the one they wanted to get done in May and June. And, and they let all these other deals uh, come in and, and, and drive up the market. Stephen Jones said they don't want to set the market. But the Cowboys are having to react to the market. And it's only driven up the price for these guys. Again, Dak Prescott came in as a fourth-round pick, unknown fourth-round pick. has has played beyond expectations for his contract, but he also came in with an unknown small-time agent from Shreveport back home. He switched to CAA. He switched to Todd France last year uh, knowing the big deal was coming, and you don't switch to CAA to take a a lesser deal. You don't switch to CAA and Todd France to take a team-friendly deal. They're trying to get all their money. If they could go back in time, do you think they'd redo this and try and get Dak done a year ago or, or, or at least earlier in the offseason? Well, they couldn't have done him a year ago. They, they, they could only have done him after his third you're right, year. You're right. You're right. Correct. Yeah. And certainly, uh, theoretically, they should have done it early in the offseason or, or try to get it done early in the offseason. Uh, you know, they won't admit as much, but the money would have, if they had tried to get this deal done before Russell Wilson, before Carson Wentz, uh, I think it would have been a much lower number. He is uh, Clarence Hill. He covers the Dallas Cowboys for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram uh, here on Fox Sports Radio with us. Last one here, Clarence, uh, for you. is Jer- uh, Jason Garrett, his situation in Dallas, uh, he, for lack of a better term, is a lame duck coach, does not have a contract. What do you think has to happen this season for Jason Garrett to be the head coach of the Cowboys next year? NFC title game or Super Bowl, at least NFC title game. He's done the you know winning the division. He's done winning a wild card game. He can't get past the division around. 
they got to at least get to the NFC title game, if not the Super Bowl, to move on. Because what we've seen so far, it's it's cool. They've been successful. It's cool that the team doesn't quit on them. Give them Jason credit. This team does not quit on them. They play hard for him, but that's not enough. Jerry Jones wants to get back to the Super Bowl. He wants to win. As he said, I don't have time to have a bad time. I'm aging. Uh, I need to get this done now. They, well, he needs to at least get the title game, if not the Super Bowl. He is Clarence Hill. You can get him on Twitter at Clarence Hill Jr. Always a good follow. Anything Dallas Cowboys related while he uh, he barbecue shames Southern California because he's from Texas and it's better out I there. I mean, I don't want no Hawaiian barbecue. I mean, that's what all this, Come on, man. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I, I don't want pineapple on my barbecue. That that the I have an issue with that. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Clarence, thanks so much, man. We always appreciate it. Enjoy Oxnard. Thank you, guys. All right, uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I don't have time to have a bad time. <laughs> that is, that's such a Jerry Jones line. For sure. That is such a Jerry Jones line. It's true, though. It's absolutely true. Uh, all right, um, Jonas Knox here, Bucky Brooks from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So we could see a strategic change by one team in the NFL who was a playoff team a year ago. Find out who we're talking about next here on FSR, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, open up your ears and welcome inside the gas man, David Gascon. David Gascon from the Los Angeles Police Department. Sounds good. What's up, Dave? How much, man? It's all I do is, is cut promos for the uh, for the uh, national update anchors here at Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> you know what? They don't do a damn thing for me. That's not true. Yeah, not not a damn uh, thing. You try and get us fired every week is what you do. I, uh, for the record, I slummed through the overnights with you for quite a while. Yeah, and then you uh, then you bailed and want nothing to do with it ever since. Oh, I took your professional advice and took a job in Bakersfield for nine months, and hey. it was like a scene out of Breaking Bad. What I tell you, man, Bakersfield, <laughs> palm trees and beaches. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what. Uh, by the way, one of the uh, one of the jokes growing up. So y- y- Bucky, you'll know this out here, and 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 I'll just kind of do the map for people listening uh, across the country. So we just spoke with Clarence. Cowboys camp is in Oxnard. How it works, our studios are in Sherman Oaks. Mm -hmm. If you just went straight up, so you went straight north, it would go like this. Sherman Oaks to Woodland Hills to Calabasas to Agora to Westlake Village to Thousand Oaks to Camarillo and then to Oxnard. If you go one past Oxnard, there's a city called Ventura. And one of the digs that my buddy used to take at another buddy who lived in Ventura was, hey, man, you still uh, over at uh, Bakersfield on the beach? (laughs) And, And, uh, you know, you drive around there a little bit and you go, this got a point. Kind of got a point. It is Bakersfield with water. So there's that. It's so true. Who did you have? You were on, you had somebody on a week or two ago, ago that said Oxnard was great for training camp. Oh, it was... Oh, someone uh, from Monday Morning Quarterback. Um, yes, it was, um, and, and I'm forgetting, uh, Klemko. Robert that's Klemko. Right, Robert Klemko, yeah, that's who right. Said, who said, who loved Oxnard. He loved, you know, obviously loved Napa, but couldn't stand Bourbonnais. Yeah. Uh, Bourbonnais was a, was a real grind, so. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> the problem, and look, the Costa Mesa is a nice place for a training camp, but yeah. man, I, like I get it. You get there and the weather's real nice. You know where it's not nice? On the 4-0-effing 5, trying to get out there. Like I just, I don't want any part of that, man. I can't deal with the traffic. Oh, yeah. It is horrendous. Yeah. Anyways, enough of our bitching for right now. Yeah. Uh, we'll start things off in Major League Baseball. A couple games have gone final. One of them was at Chicago. 2-2 pitch by Guerra. Elmore drives one to left, down the line, in the corner. That ball is going to be a home run. A home run for Albert Almora Jr. A line drive down the left field line. Cubs lead 2-1. to one. Yeah, that was the difference maker in this thing. Chicago wins it by a final of 4-1. to one. Cole Hamels, no decision in this one. Went five innings and had six strikeouts. Meanwhile, game one of a doubleheader between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Swung on and driven to right. Betts going back, looking up, and she is gone! David John makes long gone. He hits a three-run home run, and the Yankees have blown it open. They take a 7-1 lead. A way to mail it in, Sterling, on that call. <laughs> Come on, man. Nothing, nothing rhymes better. Can, can we hear that one more time, sure. Dave? Please? Swung on and driven to right. Betts going back, looking up, and she is gone! David John makes long gone. Oh, he hits a three-run home run. And Come on, man. David John, like Captain Ron. I mean, can you come up with this? so many better things than, than Long Gone? Man, way to mail it in, Sterling. That's a good one, Ed. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Yankees win it by a final of 9-2. You're, you're a play-by-play guy, Dave. Where does John Sterling rank uh, amongst the current play-by-play announcers in baseball? Uh, television or radio or both? Uh, radio. I, gotta, I mean, you got to put him up there top two, top three. Yeah, but is it because of all the bells and whistles and the home run calls? Uh, yeah, that and longevity. Okay. Um, Fair enough. The the Tennessee Titans radio uh, voice is also the Cleveland Indians voice. I don't know his name, but he's pretty damn good, too. Um, by the way, for those of you out there, David Gascon is actually a very good uh, national, uh, not only national, yeah, anchor, but, but producer, very, very good, producer? very good play-by-play guy. Oh, you are, thanks. you're damn good, man. Oh. I've, I've heard him before. Thanks. And thanks. you do, he does all like like wh- name all the sports that you've done play-by-play for. Uh, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, water polo, track and field. Uh, what wonderful! Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. I, I didn't even. I don't even know the rules. That one in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't even know the rules. Yeah. And uh, and Dave Dave is calling all these sports. So yeah. so very good. So if you're looking for a uh, a play by play guy who's actually really good and he's not all, he's not mailing it in like John Sterling on home run calls nowadays, <laughs> uh, Dave Gascon's your guy. Oh man, Joe Knox, twenty percent right off the top. There it is. Uh, guys, do. guys in the National it, Football 25. League. Oh, whatever, okay. we can do that. Right. Uh, guys in the National Football League news, you guys mentioned at the top of the hour uh the athletic reporting antonio brown needs to see a foot specialist he's going to do that today denver broncos have signed running back theo riddick he was formerly the detroit lions before they released him it's a one-year deal worth two and a half million dollars in the nba draymond green has agreed on a four-year extension with the golden state warriors worth a whopping 100 million dollars back to jonas knox and bucky brooks in just 10 seconds but first a word from farmers at farmers insurance we know a roof can withstand a lot one exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchange and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
Bakersfield Beach. Yeah, that's pretty it's, damn it's, good. I, I didn't come up with it. I can't claim that. Uh, <laughs> Whatever, you look, still said it. Listen, I'm, I'm a bit. I like Ventura. Look, I'm, I don't have the. You like uh, leaving it? No, nah, you know, I mean, the, the fare out there is not bad. There's a couple decent spots to go if you want to eat. Uh, but Ventura, right up from uh, Cowboys Camp in Oxnard, if anybody yeah. is out and about. Uh, all right, uh, so uh, coming up in, we're going to call it. I, I will call it ten minutes from now. There is a a new strategy in the NFL involving a playoff team from a year ago. Uh, we're going to get Bucky's thoughts on that. I wanted to ask you this because you being Bucky somebody who watches you know how these salary caps are handled and you see uh, certain guys leave for free agency and go elsewhere the Golden State Warriors when they mm. didn't have to re-up Draymond Green for four years and a hundred million dollars now he maybe could have gotten more money had he had he waited it out but the fact that Golden State and this is why they're such a well-run organization they lose Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant just didn't want to be there anymore. And they made it a priority to keep their own. Made it a priority. You know what? Clay Thompson, we don't care about the injury. Draymond Green, we don't care about the narrative. We want you guys here long term. Let's get a deal done. And the fact that, that Draymond Green took less money than he probably could have gotten elsewhere tells me everything I need to know about a well-run organization. I think Golden State's right at the top of the list. Yeah, they're obviously a well-run organization. It starts at the top. Their ownership has really done a great job of uh, transforming the culture uh, there in that team, in that city, the way they view themselves. They're a champion. They, they've won multiple championships. So they kind of get it. And I think for Draymond Green, when you erase uh, or you move on from Kevin Durant, I think the natural reaction is, look, Kevin Durant didn't want to be here. We we extended right. and get open arms. We welcomed him into the family. He didn't want to be a part of the family. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that we keep – the core members of the family together, yep. and now we'll reset uh, our team-building approach, and we'll make sure that it's Clay Thompson, St- Curry, and Draymond Green, and then we'll just kind of revolve the pieces around them and see if we can make it happen. And, and doesn't word get around the league like that to where, hey, that place takes care of their own. Like, they're going to take care of their yes. own. If you're part of the family, they're going to make sure to take care of their own. I just, I don't know, I, I'm happy for Draymond Green, good for the Warriors, and uh, and it'll be fun to watch how that plays out uh, next season. Uh, all right, so Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. A bold strategy, a bold strategy in the NFL involving a playoff team from a year ago. We'll get to that next here on FSR. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up here, uh, about we'll call about 15 minutes from now here on FSR. We will have more conversation in the NFL. Some interesting storylines around the league uh, and the very latest on uh, one of the league's best players. So that coming up a little over 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. We've got all sorts of uh, just weird sporting events that are taking place in the studio right now. We've got a football game uh, on replay. Uh, the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons from two nights ago. We got a post-game baseball show. We've got a UFC event in Newark with one of the Trumps sitting front row to support one of the fighters and Colby Covington. And uh, we got skateboarding. Bucky, we've got skateboarding. So uh, if college football could get here in a hurry, we'd really appreciate it because <laughs> uh, we are uh, looking at all sorts of various uh, different events going on, uh, which, by the way, if you are in the Los Angeles area listening to this right now, uh, coming up in 15 minutes from now, do you know who is going to be on television on our local Channel 4 NBC affiliate? 15 minutes from now? 
the rumor is that I will be on TV 15 minutes from now oh. on Channel 4. That's the rumor. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm going to try and multitask. I will try and host with Bucky Brooks and then also uh, pop on television at the same time. Never been done. I don't believe in the history of radio or TV, but I will try and accomplish that. So there's <laughs> that. All right. So Bucky Brooks, you... Um, John Harbaugh, the head coach of the Ravens, came out and said when it came to Lamar Jackson, bet the over on rushing attempts this next year. Because I think the philosophy or the thought is from people around uh, the NFL that cover the NFL and from fans, look, you can't play that style and last. He doesn't have the body type that a Cam Newton does. And so you actually identified this as being a potential shift in, in maybe a philosophy with how things are done. What do you make of what Baltimore is doing, and how could the future change for the Ravens and maybe other teams in the NFL? I, I think for the Baltimore Ravens, they're really taking a counterculture uh, approach. Um, and I love what they're doing. It's, it's a revolutionary idea because everyone will tell you that you can't win with a running quarterback. The Baltimore Ravens are doubling down saying, yes, not only can you win, but you can develop a consistent system. And <clears throat> I want you to go back. Last year when they took Lamar Jackson, they had Joe Flacco – on the squad. When Lamar Jackson jumps in, this team soars to the top of the charts when it comes to running the football. I mean, they're pummeling people with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Lamar Jackson had 147 carries. Um, They're basically using him like a third running back, and he's making big things, uh, running read option. They then this year follow it up by re-signing RG3 and drafting Trace Masorley. So now they have a quarterback room full of dual-threat quarterbacks capable of running read option plays, RPOs, design quarterback runs, where they really can make this offense almost like a modified single wing. I believe this strategy is not only one for the here and now, but it's one for the future because when you go to any high school football game on Friday nights or watch any game on Saturdays in the collegiate level, the best athlete is the quarterback and he has all the ball. So if the best athlete is playing quarterback in high school and college, why is it that in the National Football League we always look for the traditional passer? Well, what Baltimore is doing is they're saying we want to take all of those guys that are playing quarterback, that are athletic, and give them a home, give them a safe haven. We now have a bigger pool because they're probably more athletic playmakers than traditional pocket passers available in each and every draft. They now can almost make their program like a collegiate program where every four or five years they draft a new quarterback and they're able to manage the cost and then spread the excess, the surplus, to upping the rest of the team, I think potentially it could be a brilliant strategy if they're able to pull it off and if the running quarterback, Lamar Jackson in this case, is able to win a Super Bowl, I think you could see the Baltimore Ravens really go all in on that strategy. And look, the NFL, we've been saying this for a long time, it's a copycat league. When the Wildcat came out, everybody had to have a Wildcat. Like That was just implemented in the system. When Chip Kelly came out, everybody was trying to t- okay, what is he doing there? Bill Belichick is going to Eugene to watch his practices to see how, how Chip Kelly is, is organizing things and putting stuff together. If they do this and it works, you know teams around the NFL are going to go, hold on. 
So you mean to tell me I don't have to just empty the bank on a quarterback mm-hmm. because he had success in the first part of his uh, career and his rookie deal. I can just find a similar guy and trust that the system is greater than the player. And that's what I wondered. Who's going to be the first team that says, no, 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 no. Just because we've won a lot of games here, it doesn't mean that we're going to reward the player with a big-time $35 million contract. We think it's more the system. And I've thought, okay, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Trubisky? Is it going to be – there's going to be a team sometime that thinks what they do is greater than what he does. And you're thinking in seeing how they're building the Ravens that it could be Baltimore. I am believing that. And there are a couple of reasons why. Last year when Harbaugh put Lamar Jackson in, he said, we want to be the Army football of the National Football League, meaning right. Army is systematic. They're a triple option team. They plug and play quarterbacks and they continue to roll regardless of who is the pivot, who is the point man. Um, then this offseason, who do they bring in? Coaches. Uh, Will Hill, who's the offensive coordinator for Tulane, triple option team. They brought in Paul Johnson, triple option guru and master. They brought in other collegiate coaches. Joe Moorhead came in from Mississippi State. Who knows? Option, read option Paul stuff. Paul Johnson from Georgia Tech, correct? Paul Johnson, yes. former coach of Georgia Tech. Yeah. So now you have all of these collegiate coaches coming in, and they're sharing ideas with Greg Roman. And ultimately, I believe oh, they're building man. a triple option system that they're going to unleash on the NFL. And if it works, man, it could be a game changer because now it changes what they're looking for at quarterback. It changes how they can get those guys, when they can get those guys. They actually could change the economic model when it comes to building a team. And now here's where I wonder what sort of pushback. If if the feeling is, all right, they're all about the system and they draft you and maybe you can't shine as a passer – it may be looked at as maybe not the best destination for you as a quarterback. Do you think there's going to be some push, pushback position player wise, or from from a oh, quarterback yes. standpoint? From we're not going to look, we're not going to get paid if we go play in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, it could be some pushback, but then you also have to, uh, I guess, have enough awareness to know where your guy is. But however, the beauty in that is they always can just move on to the next guy because the the pool is so deep with those kind of players. I think the thing where it really could affect them, pass catchers. Um, they may be a team that is always young on the perimeter because what pass catcher is going to want to play in an right. Army system? You were right. a wide receiver right. in high school. You played a thousand dollars. I'm like, hey, guess what? I got a scholarship for you, but it's at West Point. You may finish your collegiate career with 10 catches. Ready to sign? Right. Like, so that's basically what you potentially could be talking about in Baltimore. But I just think it's a fascinating take because, and, and I'll say this as a high school coach, like, you always wonder, man, what kind of system can I employ if I don't have um, all of the players that you may necessarily want? Well, man, triple option gives you an opportunity to always be successful because it's not necessarily who you have. It's the system that does all the work for you. And ask those teams that have got to play Army and Navy and Georgia Tech back in the day. Ask those teams how they feel after they play those teams. Ooh, beat up. Uh, uh, just, uh, I mean, you're getting ni- you're getting knifed at the line every single play. They're cutting you. It, you the beating that you take, they, they grind the ball down. When Oklahoma almost lost to Army last year, I think Oklahoma's time of possession in in overtime was like 21 minutes yes. maybe yes. something like that to mm-hmm. where they just controlled the clock and ground them in into the ground literally and almost blew the entire season early on for Oklahoma so it's a problem man it is a problem it is a serious problem it's one of those things where uh, they can wear you down and then with this triple option system and what you're doing if you're not afraid of running a quarterback you just create so many problems for the defense uh 
Look, I'm excited to see what it looks like when we see it. I am too. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Coming up next here on FSR, we've got an update. It is not a good situation for one of the best players in the NFL. All the latest here on Fox Sports Radio and as always on the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. So it's not good news for one of the best players in the NFL. We'll have the very latest on a situation, a developing one here on Fox Sports Radio. That's coming up here in just a couple of moments. He is Bucky Brooks. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app and wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could see you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So there's all sorts of uh, weird things happening. We've got a a great fight in the UFC between Colby Covington and Robbie Lawler. It's stressing me out. This fight is stressing me out because of Covington's pace. Uh, Bucky, <laughs> Bucky and I are admiring the shape that Colby Covington is in. Just his gas tank. I've, I haven't seen anything like this in a long time. He's, He's relentless, re- man. He relentless. is just relentlessly coming after Robbie Lawler and just the nonstop punching the jabs just attacking him all over the ring is it's really amazing to watch yeah. i mean it's like a three to one ratio when it comes to like 
significant strike attempts. Just unbelievable how this dude is just peppering him all over the place. Now, oh, oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, look at what is it. Whoa, who's there? that guy on the screen? Who's that guy who needs a haircut? With the crisp white shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Oh, buy a tie. How about that? Like, well, look, I, uh, whoa. what do you want? Hey, you know, is, that, is that button all the way down? Uh, mid? Look, hey, is, that know, mid? Listen, is that mid? Listen, I have a philosophy. Uh, for, like, for, what are you doing? For the people listening nationally, um, I am also uh, currently on TV right now. This is very uh, bizarre and a little bit awkward uh, on a local channel for affiliate in Los Angeles. Uh, but yeah, I have a philosophy. It's real simple, Bucky. I, I want to be able to step through the collar of my shirt when I put it on. I mean, right, so I feel like you need like one of those, those little uh, rope chains with a little <laughs> pin. I asked him. You I look said, like Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him. I was like, I, 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 I was like, he's like a little... I, I and who it, knew? I, I never knew your hair was so beautiful. Yeah, like there's that. a lot like, of hair. Yeah, there's, like, there's a lot of like hair. What kind of it's, product? It's a uh, well, little leave-in conditioner, a lot of gel, and like, uh, you know that. some uh, some suave hairspray. Yeah, look, they uh, they tell me when I when I go to do these uh, TV things, I'm like, all right, what's the dress code? And they said, all right, pretend like you're at a uh, a wedding at the Jersey Shore. I said, okay, well, <laughs> look you at know, that. I'll, just, I'll just go that direction. Nice, and we'll, yeah. You got a nice edge up, and look at you waxing poetic about the Dodgers. I know, it's what I do, man. man well, the, the local guy here at uh, at Fox Sports Radio is what I do. I talk local sports here on FSR. <laughs> very very strange though. This is very uh, awkward to see that on television, right next to two guys beating the hell out of each other as uh, as Colby. <laughs> continues to pour it on at the UFC Newark event. So, uh, all right. So, Bucky Brooks, uh, let's get into uh, uh, the latest. And it is, I guess, a little bit troubling. And you were talking about this early on in the show. Antonio Brown posted a picture, and he's been sort of missing a couple of days here or there at Raiders camp in Napa Valley. And he came in in a hot air balloon. And when veterans miss time in camp, I, I never am alarmed by it, except when you find out that there's more to go along with what happened when it comes to Antonio Brown. And one of the conversations that was being had is, okay, what really is the issue with AB? He goes on Tuesday night, he posts something on his social media to where he shows the bottom of his feet, and it looks like his skin is melting, all right? Blistered. It looks really, really bad. He then misses a couple of days after that. John Gruden doesn't is saying, I'm not concerned, you know, uh, a little disappointed. We'd like to have him out there. And now it comes out today after missing more time at practice that he is going to see a foot specialist. If I'm a Raider fan, this is a little concerning at this point with Antonio Brown. Yeah, I'm a little, I mean, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned about his availability. Um, you know, Adam Schefter tweeted out that they don't think it's a long term situation however you are a little worried because you've invested in this guy this guy should be the focal point of your offense you really count on him to do big things and if he's unavailable uh, I don't know what kind of situation it leaves your quarterback in because this offense is built for 84 to be a major part of it he's going to take a defender out the box he's going to command double coverage he's going to create open lanes for Josh Jacobs your big time running back and so is back to the drawing board. So we'll see. We'll see what that second opinion is like, what comes back, if he has to have surgery or anything like that. But the Raiders need their top receiver to be on the field, and they need him to be on the field ASAP. And look, this is probably maybe the one of the more under-talked-about stories when it comes to who's got a lot of pressure on him. Everybody's pointing to guys like Jason Garrett, and people are talking about Dak Prescott. What about Derek Carr? 
if he doesn't have a if Derek Carr doesn't have a monster year, Oakland can get out of that deal. And they can get out of that deal. John Gruden didn't draft him. Right? John John Gruden may have the ego to where he says, look, we can find somebody else. I got a guy like Mike Mayock, who you know, Bucky, who evaluates players in the draft as well as anybody uh, that we've seen in a long, long time. John Gruden may look at this year if Derek Carr doesn't deliver and say, you know, I think our money's better spent elsewhere. Yeah, you know, it. I don't know. I won't go so far say that. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying he, he hasn't – look, and I'm not going to go the route to where he's complimenting Nathan Peterman because John Gruden just likes to talk. But I, I mean, there is there is a situation where I can see them moving on from Derek Carr because Derek Carr hasn't played at a high level. They're paying him like $25, $26, 27000000 million. Like they expect big-time production, and he hasn't been like that player. He had that MVP-like season in 2016, but since then – He's been a bit of a disappointment, and in John Gruden's system, he's going to be there for 10-plus years, so you know it's going down like that. He has to find a way to thrive in that system because if he's not able to thrive in the system, I think John Gruden has every right to move on. Well, here's a, here's a fun question that will, I'm sure, piss people off, but that's what you do, Bucky Brooks. You piss people off. I mean, I mean, ask the Aaron Rodgers ball washers out there who just didn't like that you simply pointed out he's had a down couple of years. If you're a, a one of the great quarterbacks of all time and you miss the playoffs two years in a row and injuries are becoming more of a concern, look, that's just a fair, fair testament to, uh, to what you have been saying when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, but here's where this gets fun. You're starting an NFL team right now, Bucky Brooks, and I tell you, all right, starting an NFL team, Derek Carr or Dak Prescott, who do you want? Man. Uh, From an intangible standpoint, I'm more likely to go with Dak Prescott. Um, But, man. I know. And and that's why Jeez. Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott's done more. He's done more Absolutely. than Derek Carr. He, so when Dak Prescott is talking about, and when people are throwing out some of the numbers, I hear that, oh, man, I, I would not give Dak Prescott anything over this. Well, what the hell is Derek Carr then? I mean, the, <laughs> the Raiders made the playoffs. Derek Carr wasn't in that game. Connor Cook started that game for the he Raiders. Did. He did. So, it, so when people look and when you want to draw comparisons, if you were to just take Dak Prescott and Derek Carr, I, I, if you were to put it to a poll, I would venture to guess that more people would take Dak Prescott over a Derek Carr. I really, I really would think that. I would think so too. Um, you know, if you really look at accomplishments and really look at their resume, I think you would have to take Der- Dak Prescott over Derek Carr. But I mean, it's a tough one because stylistically, Derek Carr um, looks like the guy that you want. He, I mean, he's he's talented. He can make throws. He's a big arm, but he certainly hasn't played at that level. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in Oakland. But uh, but you know the Raiders are a talented bunch. It's going to play out all on hard knocks. Um, are you happy with the direction of that organization? I know the Antonio Brown issue, and we'll see how that plays out throughout the rem- remainder of training camp and if it bleeds into the season. But seeing what Mike Mayock, a guy that you knew, uh, what he did mm-hmm. with that roster, there's buzz back. Look, they're they're the Raiders. They're they're going to be on television. The excitement is back. They're going to be in Vegas soon. That's going to be a lot of fun. What do you make of the future for the Oakland Raiders this year and moving forward? Look, I, th- I think they're building it the right way. I think they're, they're getting the high character kids. They're getting the kind of kids that you want in the program. Guys, that football means a lot to them. They're great workers, and that's going to change the culture in the locker room. Now, when you sprinkle in some of those veterans like you wanted with A.B., who's an outstanding worker, 
uh, it appears to be going in the right direction. I think the big thing is the connection between John Gruden and Derek Carr. If they can get on the same page, they can get on the same page, and he can get his young quarterback to play the game the way that he envisions it, oh, the Raiders will win a ton of games. But it's really about John Gruden and Derek Carr being on the same page. Uh, he is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. We are coming to you live, uh, as always, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where we have great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. You see that, though? Uh, at least I'm not like Rob Parker, to where I'm not taking shots at Bucky Brooks because he criticizes Aaron Rodgers. I'm a damn good teammate here. I'm like Rob Parker. <laughs> You sell out Rob Parker. Uh, talk about a horrible teammate, Rob Parker. And and the way that he criticizes you, too. Oh, come on, Bucky. Oh, come on. Ridiculous. Bad teammate. Um, all right. So uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, believe it or not, there's a storyline in the NFL. You are being told that something is on the verge of happening. According to somebody who is there and close to the situation, they're not close at all, and it involves a quarterback. Find out who we're talking about next year on FSR. Oh, I could see Bucky Brooks coming out to this. Chapel Hill, getting ready to return kicks. Little Pantera <laughs> walk. Oh, you think? Yeah. You think this would I, be I something you. that would excite me? This is why you get people fired up at Chapel Hill. <laughs> uh, is there a song? Do they play a song at North Carolina home games uh, to, to get everybody going for football? Uh, now, like they, I hate to say that they jacked uh, Wisconsin, but they play jump around. Oh, so, really? Yeah, they jump oh. around. So what used to go in uh, Cam Randall Stadium in Wisconsin has now become a Carolina staple, not only at the Dean Dome, but at Keenan Stadium. You know, in in, uh, in the real Carolina, South Carolina, uh, they play uh, they play uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. I do Odyssey. remember Space yeah. Odyssey. Um, I've been there. I've been there. I felt the, the stadium rock. And shift a little Sandstorm bit. Sandstorm by uh, Derudi. Like, you yeah. want to get the place rolling? Sandstorm. I have, I have a, a video of Sandstorm and the crowd in a, I believe it was 2015, might have been mm. 2014. It was South Carolina, Georgia, and Todd Gurley's last year with Georgia. And he was just by far and away better than everybody else on the field. You could, <laughs> you could just see it from the stands. And them doing uh, a Sandstorm by Derudi or Derude, whatever the hell they call it. And the whole crowd shaking and it was after like a 90 minute weather delay uh they they wouldn't let anybody onto the field because there was lightning and they almost canceled the game so everybody was drinking for an extra 90 minutes and then went into the stadium it was bananas absolutely Ooh. bananas but you know that's the uh that, that's south carolina you know different than uh the north i mean carolina. south carolina is a little different for yeah. sure yeah i mean you know i mean you, you don't like them but uh you know south carolina it's uh you know Rivals of of North Carolina, but nonetheless, uh, always always a good time in the Carolinas. All right, so Bucky Brooks uh, coming up a little over ten minutes from now here on FSR, we will have another edition of In the Gutter with David Gascon. Who the hell knows what that sick bastard's got uh, carved up? Something crass. It just it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> something uh, something and, crass. And I cringe every time we go to the segment because I just assume he's going to try and get us all fired here at Fox Sports Radio. But we were talking with uh, Clarence Hill uh, last hour here on Fox Sports Radio. And he is at Cowboys camp and he's obviously we're, we're looking at, okay, what's happening between Zeke and the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones really wants to play hardball and they're really trying to set a tone and a precedent as to what, they want to get done when it comes to Dallas and all their contract situations. We first talked to him about the Zeke situation and how long this could play out involving Ezekiel Elliott. They're all pro running back in the Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, it depends on the strength of the resolve. Uh, Jerry Jones talked to us the other day, and he seemed like he's dug in for the long haul. He mentioned months into the season that the Cowboys are going to stick to their guns now, and they're going to you know use all the mechanism possible that includes fining and 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 all that other stuff. That Zeke Elliott, uh, his money's not as long as Jerry's trying to get his money. How strong is Zeke's resolve uh, with this whole thing? And, and certainly. Uh, I think it'll be resolved by the end of the training camp. But again, Zeke has to bring his number down. There's no question he's going to get more than Todd Gurley. They're not going to make a, I guess, new market-setting deal, though. It will be more than Todd Gurley, probably just for inflation. But the Cowboys are not inclined to give to, to reset the market for the running back with Zeke Elliott. Okay, so we hear Clarence Hill say that, and he's talking about the market and, and the fact that Zeke's going to have to come down on his asking price. Yet James Slater of NFL Network, your colleague, is reporting that there's been no counteroffer made by Ezekiel Elliott's camp, which tells me that either the, they were nowhere close on the original number or Zeke looks at it and goes, all right, we're definitely not going to get what we think we're going to get. So in the meantime, before we make a counteroffer, I'm just going to go ahead and sit out camp. Like, like, why do I even need to show up? I just wonder how long this is going to go on for, because it feels like Zeke is dead set on getting his money. He sees what's happening to the position around the league, yet the Dallas Cowboys are trying to let everybody know on that roster, look, when we say we're not going to budge off our initial stance, we're not going to. Yeah, I mean, look, man, this is a standoff. It's one of the things that they don't need uh, in Dallas. They need to kind of get it done. Um, Zekiel is the best player. They need to make sure that the best player is in camp. He makes their offense go. He is going to change. Um, like, the way they play offense football changes when he's not there. And so we've seen it when Dak Prescott hasn't had him. We've seen how the other players react when he's not there. We've seen how they're not able to control the ball. So the defense is exposed to more snaps, which leads to – uh, poor play. Um, they just need to find a way to to find that happy meeting, find that 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 number that satisfies the player, and also um, doesn't wreck the salary cap when it comes to building the rest of the team. You think any of the teammates, any of the guys, are also have deals coming out? Because I know you talked to Clarence and you asked him about some other guys. You know, uh, Jalen Smith somebody who saw his own career flash before his eyes in a bowl game. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had nerve damage. He had drop foot at one point because, you know, the nerve damage was so severe to the injury that he suffered. He lost millions and millions of dollars already. He's up for a contract and he's looking at his teammate who's got two years left making more than he is thinking, bro, I mean, like, what are we doing here? Do you think there's any resentment there? Well, it can't be any resentment because everyone's not in the same, uh, Everyone doesn't sit in the same pecking order. Like Ezekiel Elliott is arguably the Cowboys' best player. Ezekiel Elliott is very, very responsible for what they're able to get done on offense. And so when it's time for Ezekiel Elliott to get paid, like you can sit there and say, like, hey, man, look, it's not even my turn at the table. But you just have to look around and know we know what the Cowboys are with him, and we've seen what they're like without him. They have to have him there, so I think they're going to have to open up the checkbook. Can they win a Super Bowl without him? No. Can the Chargers win a Super Bowl without Melvin Gordon? Yes, they can. That man. And, and, that, and the thing that's is, the truth. And, and I will say this, like without being disrespectful to Melvin Gordon, because I think, look, uh, I think people have kind of minimized his contributions. Last three years, he's the only guy with 10-plus touchdowns um, in each of those seasons. Uh, you can make the argument that, look, he's not a big-time runner because he's been hurt. But, look, he's talented. He does a lot for them. And so – they deserve to pay him now. Does he deserve to be in a conversation as David Johnson and Ty Gurley and those guys? No, I would say he's a notch below. But he is a solid, 
starting running back, and I think he's one to certainly could get a payday. And now the other conversation in Cowboys camp is on Dak Prescott. And this one kind of surprised me because everything that we've heard is that, oh, there's negotiations and maybe things are going smooth. Um, Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram been covering the Cowboys for years and years and years. He joined us earlier and he talked about the situation with Dak and his contract status with the team. They for certain know they want to pay him and keep him. And, and they for certain know believe he is a franchise quarterback and, and they want to bet with him with him for the long haul, uh, but they're not close on a deal. You know, they, you know. again, Dak was the one they wanted to get done first. Dak, you know, was the one they wanted to get done in May and June, and, and they let all these other deals uh, come in and, and, and drive up the market. Stephen Jones said they don't want to set the market, but the Cowboys are having to react to the market, and it's only driven up the price for these guys. Again, Dak Prescott came in as a fourth-round pick, unknown fourth-round pick, has, has played beyond expectations for his contract, but he also – came in with a uh, unknown small-time agent from Shreveport back home. He switched to CAA. He switched to Todd France last year uh, knowing the big deal was coming. And you don't switch to CAA to take a, a lesser deal. You don't switch to CAA and Todd France to take a team-friendly deal. They're trying to get all their money. And look, it's a great point by Clarence Hill. And you brought this up, and you've said this before on the show. Dallas made a mistake by waiting this long to get a deal. You're dragging it out. The price is only going up. Come on, you got to pay the bills. Like it's only going up. Philadelphia jumped all over a Carson Wentz deal, and I remember people were critical of that. Like, oh, well, we're not really sure here. There's been injuries. No, no, no. But Philadelphia also got in before other teams did, so Philadelphia is going to get Carson Wentz at a much better deal, especially if he stays healthy, than what Dallas is going to get Dak Prescott at. For sure. And so, Dak Prescott is going to surpass the Carson Wentz deal. Um, and it's only because the Dallas Cowboys were dragging their feet. Now, if anything, I think the Dallas Cowboys could flip the script because they've been so pressed to get Dak Prescott done. They could kind of take the offer off the table and just say, hey, we'll just sit and wait. Because say what you want to about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is a fourth-round pick. Dak Prescott is playing on a deal that will only net him about $2 million a year this year. So if he wants to play hardball, cool. We can let you play on that $2 million. And then come back and franchise tag you back to back years. Right. If that's how you want to do it, but it depends on if you want your money now. Or do you want it later? Yeah, it, it's looking a lot like a Kirk Cousins situation. I don't think maybe as contentious to where Washington wasn't really sure, and they weren't. It felt like Washington. The Kirk Cousins RG three thing felt mm-hmm. like that's when you knew that organization was going to be a mess because RG three felt like a Dan Snyder pick. And Kirk Cousins felt like the Shanahan saying, screw this, we're grabbing our guy here in the fourth round. And and that's where they kind of went. And because of that, Kirk Cousins was on that rookie deal and ended up getting franchised. And people can say what they want back then. The franchise tag, I believe, was around $20 million for Kirk Cousins. But Washington just wasn't quite sure. So they just let it play out and they let him walk. They, they let him walk and they had to pay for it. Yes. I mean, like, ultimately, it, it took him a while to set him back now. Is Kirk Cousins worth what he eventually got from Minnesota? Probably not. But, look, that that's what happens when you get on the franchise tag. At some point, it flips, and the leverage goes from the team to the player. And so we'll just see how the Dallas Cowboys want to play this one out when it comes to their number four. Hey, you know what, though? Good for Kirk Cousins, man. Mm, Good for him. him. And, and he's going to be a free agent very soon. I mean, I don't know if he'll ever get a guaranteed contract like he's getting if it plays out like it did last year in Minnesota. But the fact that he got it done... Sometimes you got to tip your cap. Kirk Cousins, um, 
Darrell Revis, Dominican Sue, like some guys just are able to finagle the business and, and get paid and get rewarded throughout the course of their career. So I, you can't hate on a guy for that. Uh, all right. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR. Coming up next here, um, David Gascon, our national update anchor, is going to try and get us fired. Uh, find out how next on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest and before then, uh, here is the gas man for what the hell is happening around the world of sports. With all those guys getting paid, I thought you were going to mention uh, Albert Hainsworth, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, now, how's he doing? He was uh, he had some medical issues, right? That guy found a way. I mean, yeah, yeah, he had some medical issues recently. He but was, was he stomping on someone's throat? Uh, no, he's uh, got serious medical issues, as a matter of fact. Waiting for a way to, way to be compassionate. Way to go, guess. Dave. Oh. Way to go. Oh, what we tell you, folks? He's the, uh, <laughs> he's the Charles Manson of Fox Sports Radio, David Gascon. Oh, boy. Oh what boy. a dirtbag Dave is. Dirtbag Dave. Unbelievable. That sounds pretty good, actually. Uh, Tom Tom Brokaw joining us here now on Fox Sports Radio. Tom Brokaw, uh, who's the biggest dirtbag on Fox Sports Radio, Mr. Brokaw? That's Commander David Gascon from uh, the Los Angeles Police Department. Listen, Tom Brokaw says, I don't know what you want me to do, Dave. Just reporting the facts, apparently. Right. Well, well, well. Guys, National Football League news. Just a couple of items real quick. Athletic reporting, Antonio Brown. Foot injury and all, it's been an issue since training camp opened up, so today he will see a foot specialist. Meanwhile, the Denver Broncos tailback, Theo Riddick, newly signed, one-year deal with the team. Two and a half million dollars is getting paid as he was recently released by the Detroit Lions. In Major League Baseball, New York Yankees have placed Edwin Encarnacion on the 10-day injured list with a wrist fracture, but on the diamond, they put it to... Boston Red Sox. Swung on and driven to right. Betts going back, looking up, and she is gone. David John makes long gong. He hits a three-run home run, and the Yankees have blown it open. They take a 7-1 lead. Yeah, 9-2 was the final score. Interesting for Chris Sale this year against the Yankees. He's got an 0-4 record and an ERA of 9-90. Ugly. Is that bad? It's not good. Okay. It's not good. I wish I had a GPA that was that high. Oh, come on, dude. Uh, Cubs, they activated Cole Hamels today. He was pretty good. Five innings worth of work. His team picked him up. 2-2 pitch by Guerra. Elmore drives him to left, down the line, in the corner. That ball is going to be a home run. A home run for Albert Almora Jr. A line drive down the left field line. Cubs lead 2-1. to one. Cubs win. Cubs win. 4-1 was the final score. Cole Hamels a no decision in that contest. In the NBA, Draymond Green got himself paid on an extension coming his way for four years and $100 million. Back to Jonas Knox and Bucky Brooks in 10 seconds. First, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Thanks, Dave. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in 15 minutes from now here on FSR, Bucky Brooks uh, brought up something last hour that I thought was fascinating, a complete shift in how we view the quarterback position in the NFL involving a playoff team from a year ago. Uh, We will dive back into that because there is an element to it which seems like a no-brainer, yet for some reason people miss on. So we'll have that for you here 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, though, it's time for David Gascon to 
take us all the way into a special place, and it's called this. News. News. He only finds the best stories. I got a news flash. Who the hell are you? It's in the gutter with David Gagan. All right, here we go. The gas man at David Gascon takes us into the gutter and tries to get us fired here on Fox Sports Radio. What do you want, Dave? Well, not that go in the gutter immediately, but you guys know Tom Brady, birthday today? Yeah, happy birthday, Tom. 42 years of age. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, what do you uh, what do you give the man who's got everything? Like, literally has Supermodel everything. Supermodel wife. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. Great. And uh, he's good, man. And he bulked up. He said he bulked up to uh, to take more hits this year. <sighs> I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. I do. He he went to the weight room. He bulked up. You know, he wanted to. Uh, he was all about uh, you know flexibility and all that uh, in years prior. But I think he saw that he was going to have to take the pounding, um, and so uh, he he looked around and said, "Let me bulk up a little bit." Well, Good I brought him. up his birth date for a reason because obviously you know birthday presents and all. Uh, you guys frequent shoppers on Amazon. No, when I need to be. I'm not one of those people who's got a fetish. Like Marilyn Manson, I think uh, he's literally said that he stays home all day and just shops on Amazon. <laughs> I sort of got it. I read that in an interview somewhere, that Marilyn Manson just Why, why are you reading about Marilyn Manson? Yeah, well, right. what the hell? It's probably a smart move because uh, if somebody, if he walked into a mall, you'd be looking around going, hey, uh, who's got that lady on their shoulders? You know? Like, wow. just, uh, <laughs> the guy dresses weird. Does uh, he not? Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Well, a little odd. Well, I bring it up because of the this there's a guy that will not be using amazon anytime in the near future at all a 22 year old in spain check this out allegedly <laughs> scammed amazon for 370 dollars 370 thousand dollars excuse me how did he do it well the alleged scam took place where he would order certain gifts certain items and then claim a refund on it and return the item by weighing it before it came to him and he unpackaged it, then repackaged it full of dirt, sent it back to Amazon, and the items that he ordered, he resold them back on Amazon. Oh, so he put uh, like wow. he j- he put garbage back in the box. Dirt. He literally put dirt back dirt. in the box, and nobody at any mail carrier anywhere no- noticed. Hey, this uh, this feels a little weird. There's sand dripping out of this box, and it's supposed to be like uh, like a toilet plunger. Yeah, because the, with Amazon's policy, they have 30 days. You have 30 days to return those items and claim it with the receipt. So it goes from one warehouse to another. Obviously, completely different from the two places. And, okay. Now, the easy thing to do here is to say, man, that is genius. What a genius move by this guy. Here's where I'm going to go. What an idiot. The fact that <laughs> the fact that he thought he could do this and nobody would figure it yeah. out, what, what is wrong with him? And look, I mean, th- that it took that long is ridiculous, but what $370,000? Yeah. Like, did he think this was just going to be his, his way of income moving forward? Maybe. What was it? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in what? Catch Me If You Can? He was Frank Abagnale, yeah. and he wrote those uh, dirty checks. But yeah. He, but he had the checks from one coast to the other. Yeah, I did. but that was back in the day, man. When when you know it was basically by horse and carriage. That's this true. is Amazon. Amazon is so popular now. There was a, a thing that came out a couple of years ago to where Amazon drivers, um, because they were so busy during the holidays, because so many people shop online, that they would just end up uh, like urinating on themselves in their truck. Because they, <laughs> they, they, I swear to God, they didn't have time to go find a bathroom. There was just no time because they had so much to do that they would just end up like uh, driving around 
around with urine all over their pants. What the <laughs> I know. I know. And, uh, and I said, well, big deal. Uh, welcome to Saturdays with Lee DeLapp, our executive producer. Yeah. Uh, who, I think he's uh, still hungover. Yeah, <laughs> he's got that look. Uh, this is how you know what Lee DeLapp is hungover here on Fox Sports Radio. He doesn't come into the studio all that often like he normally does. Yeah. And... He has a craving for Indian food. That's how you know Lee DeLapp is hung over here at Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, true yeah. that, true that. Yeah. Usually no hat involved, hairs all <laughs> over the place, and always ask you for some lunch money. Uh, yeah. Guys, uh, do either of you own dogs? Yes. I, I used to, but he died. Oh. Sorry. What dog? Way to go, Dave. Well, well just... Yeah, but you know what? I'm not like one of those people like you sellouts out there. When your dog dies, you go out and get another one right afterwards. I told everybody a few years back when he died, that's it. I'm out of the dog business, and I kept my word. All right. Well, I'm not I'm not unfaithful to my dogs like the rest of you people, you savages. Well, would you guys do anything for your dog? I mean, yeah. I mean, you want to see the vet bills I had to pay for? Expensive? Uh, what, what do you think? 100, 180, 180 pound bull mastiff. Oh. What do you think? Oh. Yeah. I don't want to see. I want to see the food bill, man. Yeah. He, he was like a dump truck with a tongue. That's unreal. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. That's good. Well, I huge. bring this up because we got a couple Florida stories, and this is one of them. Oh, man. In Sarasota County, a man saw his dog jump into a lake, and here's the kicker with it. There was an alligator behind it. Man did not hesitate. He jumped into a lake to go save his dog because an alligator was close on the trail. An officer with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission said that the man was inside his house in his chocolate lab outside when he heard the commotion from the canal behind his home. Man rushed outside to find his dog in the canal with an alligator and without pausing, he jumped into it, pried the dog loose, and got him away from the jaws of defeat <laughs> oh, of an alligator. Hold on, so the alligator actually bit down on the dog? Yeah, he did. And the dog lived? Yeah. Uh, how? Well, the injuries they said were minor. Both the man and the dog were both bit, but they appeared to be okay. Uh, they took the dog to a veterinarian and to be checked out. All was well. All right, Bucky, you diving in the water to save your dog? Oh, yeah. And I'm, the al- I'm going to have to let Sunday go. <laughs> oh, man, come on, Bucky. Yeah. I'm going to have to let her go. You can't do that. Yeah. I'm going to have to let her go. I'm going to have to let her go. I'm going to have to let her go. I am standing I love up my dog, studio. but I'm, I'm going to have to let her go. Yeah, I'm standing up in the studio. That's crap. That's what I'm talking about. You know why? Because there's such thing as as combine speed, and then there's game speed. You would no. have game speed against an alligator. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I, no, I love the honesty, because let me tell you, everyone says, oh, I know what I'd do if this went down. Nah, you, you actually don't really know. Like, I'd love to sit here and tell you, man, I'm jumping in the water after my late great bull mastiff hog. I would love to tell you I'm going to jump in after hog, but I got to be honest with you, if there was a gator on his ass, uh, I might turn the other way and pretend I, I had a phone call coming <laughs> on the other room. I, I'm telling you. Like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm, if I'm doing that all right and i love this dog i've got his paw print tattooed on my arm okay that is how much i love my dog but if there's a gator on him i don't know man yeah gator, gator was nine feet nine inches long jesus no what, come on what am i gonna do with that what about the gator <laughs> wow Sorry, i'm just saying what am i gonna do with that oh man speaking of <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do with that speaking of biting put him uh, in a darce choke <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, what is it? First of all, who? What dog jumps in the water with a gator, anyways? What an idiot! That dog's dumb. Seriously, what a dumb dog. Well, you know what, though, Jonas? At least that dog's alive. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm calling BS, man. In no way that guy jumped in after a 10-foot gator to go save his chocolate lab. And it's a chocolate lab. You talk about a boring dog. Like, like who who wants a dog that looks like a Twix bar? All right, Peter. Honest to God. Wow. Seriously, who wants a dog? Like, you need a real dog. You need a bull mastiff, okay? You got to get a bull mastiff. It's the only way to go in life. I mean, it's a big you. dog. It is a big dog. <laughs> Jesus. It is a big dog. Guys, Trust me. La- pictures. Last one. <laughs> 23-year-old pro surfer was in Jacksonville Beach last week. His name's Franco O'Rourke. Did you guys hear about this? Uh, no. He hmm. got he got bit by a shark. Jesus, Dave. Got bit by a shark. Do you know what he did next? S- smoked pot out of his fin? Damn, you're close. Bucky? I have no idea what he would do after that. <laughs> he went to the lifeguard for some Neosporin and then immediately went to the bar to go drink some Good. beer. Good. You know uh, what? Good. That's exactly how you respond to a shark bite. He, <laughs> he said, He said, and I quote, he immediately went into a bar and was like, hey, I got bit by a shark. And then people were like, I'll buy you some drinks. So we went out and hung out on the pier, and people were just buying them beers around the clock. Can I tell you a story? This is a true story. When I was in high school, I think I was, God, I'm, I'm maybe 16 or 17. We go to Zuma. All right, so Zuma 7, I think, was the hot spot back in the day. I couldn't stand it. It was, it was terrible. A bunch of losers hanging out on the wall. It just pissed me off. I, the beach wasn't my thing. It wasn't a surfer. We go out on the water, and some of the, the water is, there's a lot of rocks in a certain part of the beach in Zuma. And so... We bring out the boogie board and we're kind of messing around and I turn around to get up and the boogie board is in front of me almost like a shield and I'm not even meaning it to be and a wave comes in and nails me and knocks me on my ass and drags me on my back <laughs> on the rocks so I've got this boogie board like a shield and like a truck just like like I was uh, I was Christian Okoye and that wave was Steve Atwater okay and so literally dragged me on the rocks I get up my entire back is bleeding I walk off the beach and my back's bleeding and people are asking me they come running over like what happened what happened I told them a dolphin attacked me <laughs> I, I just threw it out there being a smartass because I was so annoyed and pissed off. Like two years later, we go to some party or something and end up talking to uh, to some guys that I didn't know at the time. But we just, it, oh, yeah, we know you, man. You're that guy that got bit by a dolphin what a couple of years hell? ago. Are you guys dumb? Is this what you potheads do? You guys smoke a bunch of weed and then believe every story that people tell you? So, listen, I, I know this guy's pain. I wasn't bit by a shark, but allegedly bit by a dolphin, Dave. That's pretty. <laughs> I would have paid to see that. Guys, that's, uh, that's it for me. Dogs are alive. Sharks are, well too. And, uh Keep well, our jobs for well, another day. Yeah, well done, Dave. Job well done by David Gascon. Uh, he continues. I <laughs> was... Uh, Quite the ladies, man, that David Gascon, especially in the parking lot. All right, uh, it is uh, Fox Sports Radio uh, from the Geico (laughs) Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, coming up next, um, Bucky has an interesting concept as to how the NFL could change at the quarterback position, and it actually is a no-brainer if you really sit and think about it. Find out what we're talking about next on FSR. (laughs) 
He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, We will have the Hall of Fame beginning in about 10 minutes from now. Uh, The Hall of Fame ceremony in Canton, Ohio, 10 minutes from now. A lot of greats going in. Well-deserved. Ed Reed, Tony Gonzalez amongst uh, some of those that are going to be in, uh, and they will be inducted here. So we will have all the latest from Canton uh, next hour here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, uh, Bucky Brooks, you brought up something uh, because you put this out this week you do a lot of stuff for nfl.com a lot of good stuff uh you know talking about different things um in the nfl one of them was a strategy involving the baltimore ravens in which the way they're drafting the quarterback position the way that they're building the quarterback position they may look at it like something that you can as an interchangeable piece to a system that they run in baltimore yeah the main thing with uh, the Baltimore Ravens and what they may be doing, I kind of view it like uh, Clemson, Alabama, and some of those things. Clemson and Alabama have been able to stay on top, uh, not only because they have a wealth of talent everywhere, but because regardless of who the quarterback is, they've created a system that allows them to go on. When you go and you look at the college game, you look at some of the triple option offenses, Army, Georgia Tech, uh, Navy's been down for the last year or so, but they're systematic. It's not necessarily dependent upon who the trigger man is. Um, with the Baltimore Ravens committed to a style that is different than everyone else in the league where they're running the football and they're committed to running the football with the quarterback being a major part of it, uh, they may be looking to run a platoon-type system with quarterbacks, meaning every four to five years they swap out a quarterback, get a new one. And if they do this, it not only expands their pool of talent that's available to them because now all those college quarterbacks who were not deemed to be NFL quarterbacks but are great runners and athletes, maybe they're better fits in Baltimore. But it also allows them to use a cheap operating model at quarterback. Everyone talks about you have to win the Super Bowl when the quarterback is on the rookie deal because you can pay all the other players. All right, well, let's make it where every four or five years we're just going to swap out one of those top quarterbacks and we always can just spread the wealth. And so potentially they could be looking at that and also with Lamar Jackson. Let's just think down the road. Let's say Lamar Jackson continues being what he is, and quarterbacks are going at the high-end rate of $35 million. Well, with Lamar Jackson, you're saying, look, Lamar, you're not a thrower like that. We're not going to pay a thrower, but maybe we can get you to settle in at $15, $16 million a year, which is a lot of money for you. However, compared to where they're at. Right, so maybe it gives them an opportunity to save money because the quarterback is looked at as a different different commodity, not the entire uh, face or – kind of the main cog of the operation. I love the concept because it's a different approach. And if it's different, I'm fascinated to see if it will work. Here's the other thing I want to throw at you. I've never understood why NFL teams bring in a backup quarterback who does different things than the starter does. I've never understood that. So what you're saying is if your starter goes down with an injury, you're bringing in a guy who does something completely different on offense. It's why Tim Tebow as a backup never made sense to me. He's completely different than almost every starter in the league. Yeah, so so what you're doing now in Baltimore, Baltimore's all in. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a starter, Robert Griffin. Robert Griffin the third, who has a similar skill set to Lamar Jackson, is the second guy. Then they drafted Trace McSorley in the sixth round. 
who is very, very similar stylistically to the way that those guys play, gives you an opportunity to, hey, no matter what happens, we still can run our system and it and it's not going to change who we are because we have a different quarterback in the game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch and see how that plays out. And we will be going live to Ravens camp next hour to find out the very latest on that situation at quarterback with the Baltimore Ravens. He is Bucky Brooks. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Back for another hour in the NFL here on FSR. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The all-time greats rewarded in Canton, Ohio. It is Hall of Fame Day in the NFL, and we will have all the latest from a very well-deserved introductions and uh, and guys getting into Canton, Ohio, their bus being uh, displayed, uh, going on in a room with a bunch of the all-time greats, some of the legends showing up as we speak in Canton, Ohio. So a great day in the NFL as we pay tribute to some of the greats all-time in the history of the NFL. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app and wherever you are taking part in the program. We appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Ed Reed, one of those guys going into the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio today. Ed Reed, um... 
greatest safety of all time or in the, in the conversation? Who are some of the other guys when you think of all-time great safeties, you being somebody who played DB uh, at a time in your career? Uh, where do you stack Ed Reed all-time? He has to be up there. He's one of the best ball hawks that I've ever seen. Going back to my scouting days when he was coming out of the University of Miami. Oh, you scouted him? Scouted him. It, it may have been my first year uh, in the league and just watching him. Uh, you just don't see guys who have those kinds of instincts, the awareness, the ability to just kind of read and react to routes and the way that he played. And then he goes to the NFL and he takes it to another level. Uh, one of my closest friends in the business is Dennis Thurman. Dennis Thurman's had the opportunity to coach him in Baltimore. And he just talked about how Ed uh, was just a great, diligent studier and how um, he was able to take little things that he picked up off film and put them into play. And even though he played in what we would call an unorthodox style, the way that he moved around, the way that he lined up in various areas of the field and then would shift post-snap to get to the spot, he said you only can do that if you're a guy that is all about the details. And so when I think about Ed Reed, I think about one of the best ball hawks that we ever will see. And not only a great ball hawk, but a tremendous playmaker because when you go back and you look at his numbers uh, in terms of yards after interception returns and his ability to take punts back and block punts and all that, He's just one of the greatest football players that we've ever seen. Yeah, um, he's so good that Troy Polamalu, who is also one of the great players uh, of all time, Troy Polamalu, when they said, uh, you know, compared him to Ed Reed, even Troy Polamalu said, I'm not Ed Reed. No, no, no. And Troy Polamalu was awesome and a no, great the, player. Look, the two of them, 1A, 1B, during their time in their primes, uh, played completely different. Ed Reed was more of a ball hawk. Ed Reed was more of a middle-of-the-field player. Ed Reed took chances. Uh, in the passing game. Troy Palomalu was also a bit of a risk taker, a gambler, but he was best. He was at his best near the line of scrimmage. And I think um, when you look at the way that he would make plays and just come up with splash plays, uh, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, interceptions, big hits, he did it all. And so the two of those guys, I think they defined that era uh, of safety play. And so I'm excited to see Ed Reed going in but he, he is well-deserving based on what he was able to do as a pro. When you were scouting, uh, I know you've talked about Darren Sproles was a guy that you scouted. Um, mm-hmm. You just talked about Ed Reed. Who are a couple other guys that jump out to you to where you saw them on film and said, oh, okay, that's different? So it's funny. I guess it had to be the same time when Ed Reed came in, Clinton Portis was either same class or shortly thereafter. And Clinton Portis running the ball at the University of Miami. Uh, just loved the way that he ran inside the tackles. I loved how... Uh, tough he was. I like the way that he finished his runs. Uh, thought he had a chance to be special. Marshawn Lynch, when I got a chance to see him at Cal, and I think people forget, Marshawn Lynch and Adrian Peterson were in the same draft class. And uh, there were some people, plenty of coaches who would tell you uh, that they felt Marshawn Lynch was the better pro-ready prospect really? over Adrian Peterson. Because remember, Adrian Peterson, in the three years he was at Oklahoma, he was hurt for two of those. That's right. He had a series of injuries, broken uh, collarbone collarbone and, and had a shoulder injury and so you wanted if he could withstand the punishment of being the every down back and then when you look at Marshawn, Marshawn was not only big fast and physical but he could catch the ball out the backfield and so uh, when you think about the pro backs and the way the game is played even now the running back has to be an essential part of the passing game and that is what Marshawn Lynch was and look even if you go back to the early part of when when the Seattle Seahawks were just kind of rising to prominence under Russell Wilson. Whenever they got in the jam in the passing game, the ball would always go to 24. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch was always the guy that they found in the passing game. He created and exploited matchups. And so 
He doesn't get enough credit for that, but I loved him as a prospect. Well, it's also why those guys ended up developing bad relationships, whether it be Earl Thomas or Richard Sherman, uh, Michael Bennett, because to your point, he was sort of their get-you-out-of-trouble player to where if you're in a situation, just give the ball to Marshawn. And then when they needed it and they were at the one-yard line in the Super Bowl with a chance to be back-to-back Super Bowl champions, which puts you in a different conversation. Different conversation. They threw the ball, and it, and it ended up getting intercepted. And I don't think those guys have ever let that go, which is why no. there was such bad blood afterwards. No, because in those situations, and I think it's one of the things, and then talk to a coach this week. Coach said, look, man, it's players, not plays. Uh, this game is about players. Get the ball to your best players. Let them make the plays. Don't worry about what you scribble up, what you draw up, uh, things like that. Get it to your best players. And right then, in that moment, with the game on the line, the Seattle Seahawks let you know who they thought their best player was. They put the ball in the hands of Russell Wilson as opposed to Marshawn Lynch, and that ran counter to everything that all the Seahawks knew. They knew that number 24 was the guy that made it happen on offense, and when Pete Carroll elected to do that, he lost some of the trust in the locker room because the guys uh, felt like, seemingly felt like, he put his own agenda over the agenda of the team. And the fact that, you know, the next year, or I think it might have been two years later, Richard Sherman is in a game, I think it was a Thursday night game, if I'm not mistaken. Richard Sherman is, is while they're near the goal line, in the ear of Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator, telling him what plays to run. Because still, that bothered those guys. Because I think we look at the Seahawks and we go, all right, that was a successful era of Seattle Seahawks football. They got a, they got a Super Bowl and they were in another one. But you forget that the year before that, they were in a really close playoff game against the Atlanta Falcons, which Atlanta won, which ended up being, ironically enough, as Tony Gonzalez goes into the Hall of Fame, Tony Gonzalez's only playoff win of his career Mm -hmm. as a member of the Falcons. And then the year after they won their Super Bowl, they were in a Super Bowl again, game on the line, and they threw the ball. And that team takes on a completely different shape historically had they just given the ball to Marshawn Lynch to your point like they usually did because they trusted him on offense but they didn't and that's why so many of those players felt burnt afterwards because that was for probably majority of those players their last chance in a Super Bowl they know the reality of the league they understood what was happening you you had uh, guys on rookie deals that were going to be coming up on and when guys needed to start getting paid it was going to be make it more and more difficult for them to get back to that big spot and so there they were and they turned around and they threw it instead of handing the ball to Marshawn Lynch and I think that's where that entire foundation started to crumble that's where that's where it happened that moment oh absolutely it it absolutely started to crumble um, because look, man, you, you only have in this game, you got commitment, trust, and accountability. Uh, teams are guys are committed to the squad. They trust that everyone is about the same thing, and they try and hold everybody accountable. And so, when you violated one of those tenets, and you don't give the ball to your best players, you wonder how committed is the coach to it? Can we trust the coach? And how can we hold him accountable? when he doesn't do what he's always stood in the front of the room and told us. That's why there was such discord between that squad. Uh, So Tony Gonzalez is going in. He was an awesome player to watch. Uh, I think he was, him and Antonio Gates, the first ones to sort of take on that mold. And then you had, you know, teams trying to, you know, follow that, whether it be Jimmy Graham or whatnot. But uh, uh, your impression of Tony Gonzalez uh, during his time in the NFL. I was blessed to be a a teammate with Tony Gonzalez for two seasons in Kansas City. 
um, his rookie season, then his second season. And the thing that I can say about Tony is Tony, I don't say he, he revolutionized the position, but Tony showed how you could take traits from the hardwood and become a dominant player on the gridiron. This is a guy that was a legitimate hooper at Cal. Uh, loved every time we had a break, he wanted to go hoop. We would go to this little gym in Kansas City and could absolutely uh, ball out. But then his big body, his ability to post up in the middle of the field, his ability to really uh, change the game as a red zone threat, and then the way that he just kind of worked himself into becoming a complete tight end. Solid in blocking, uh, outstanding receiver, soft hands, great overall dude. He is everything that you want to see at the tight end position, and I'm so happy to see him go into the hall. And let's be honest, it's not like he had the greatest quarterbacks in the world to play with. He was on some bad teams in Kansas City, like some really struggling teams in Kansas City from time to time. Yeah, it's unfortunate because the teams that he started with when when we were there, like those teams were dominant. Yeah. We were 13-3. and three. Uh, One season when I was there, we just could whoop people. We could beat them up. We ran the football. We just kind of dominated the game whichever way, the way that we wanted to. And then we throw play-action passes. Uh, to to Gonzalez. And so um, he grew. He was part of that era when Dick Vermeil came in. They were able to put points, and, and, and he was a central part of that. And then to go on to Atlanta and to be uh, a guy who was really the, the, the safety valve or the security blanket for Matt Ryan. Um, Tony Gonzalez has done a lot of wonderful things in this league. I think he was recognized for his dominance as a playmaker and really his ability to usher in that wave of basketball players that have come into the league and be, been able to be really, really solid and very, very uh, productive tight ends. And another guy who was a former basketball player who's going to be in Canton one day who just retired, Julius Peppers, North Carolina Tar Heel. That was a guy who played basketball and was able to figure out how that worked on the football field. Yeah, it does figure it out. And I think this this is something that young people need to hear. Multi-sport athletes are what you really, really seek at the highest level. And I think uh, it's a mixed message that they get because some coaches want their guys to play one sport. They want them to specialize. They want all of their time when studies, numerous studies have suggested that multi-sport athletes are the ones that kind of get it. Cross-training, learning different things, hearing uh, from different coaches, all of those things that you get when you play multiple sports benefit you in the long long run. There's plenty of time for you to specialize when you're later in your high school career. But early on, you should play everything to expose you to multiple sports allows you to be a well-rounded athlete and even a better player in your desired sport. Now, Bucky Brooks, you're a high school football coach um, and you're the head coach at Granada Hills, correct? Granada Hills Charter, yeah. yeah. And that was uh, the uh, alma mater of uh, John Elway. Yes. Yes. Ryan yeah. Brom, yeah. Gary Matthews Jr. Yeah, so so it's they've had some some good athletes come out of there, and John Elway was obviously a multi-sport athlete who you know was drafted by the Yankees. For God's sakes, he was that good. Um, in fact, you know you're a good multi-sport athlete when you can threaten an NFL team that you're going to go play with the Yankees if they don't trade you. That's how you know that you're you're a, a talented multi-sport athlete like John Elway. But you, that being said, so you tell your players at the high school level, you would tell them, encourage them to play as many sports as possible? Everything. Look, I'm a big believer in it. Uh, I'm a guy to play three, four sports coming up in high school. Uh, in college, I played two sports. I ran track and also played football. So for me, I believe in playing multiple sports. I believe there's so many things that you can benefit from being a multi-sport athlete. And so, yes, you can continue to do your football or your basketball or your baseball year-round while also doing other sports. But if you want to prevent injuries, if you want to develop your entire game, 
play multiple sports because in every sport you develop different skills and all those skills are transferable. And you know, it was fun. I remember playing uh, in high school and all I did was you know, I tried to play basketball, but those bastards, I got screwed. I, play, I mean, I practiced really well too. I thought I should have made the team, but I did not. And, but I remember playing high school football and you know what I noticed? The guys who, because of the way the sports calendar lined up, football led right into wrestling I noticed this after about a year in football. All the guys who also wrestled after they got done with football season, for some reason, those were always the guys that won every tackling drill. For (laughs) some reason, those guys just had a different mentality, and it's because they went and were in another sport, and they brought elements of that sport, whether it be psychological or physical, to football, and they were always better at the physicality than everybody else. So to your point, if you play multiple sports, there is a benefit to bringing that into your other sports and kind of becoming a more well-rounded athlete. Yeah, absolutely. And so you need to do multiple sports. It gives you an opportunity to just – continue to develop the entire thing. There are guys, um, like I don't know if people know this, but Odell Beckham Jr. was a, they say, a junior national level soccer player. Really good. So when you look yep. at his athleticism and the way that he moves around, obviously that soccer background had an influence. Yep. And so I believe, like in soccer, soccer should be a, a, a base level developmental sport for everybody just because of the hand-eye coordinating, coordination, the balance, the body control, all the things that you learn from it allows you to be a better player. Baseball players, um, guys that I've always been a fan of, defensive backs who have baseball in their background, punt returners who have baseball in their background because of the depth perception and being able to judge um, certain things after you catch fly balls day after day after day. And so, eye coordination. Yeah, so everything everything um, is it, it, so advantageous to do multiple sports. So I just don't understand why. Uh, we would discourage guys from playing multiple sports when they had an opportunity. Oh, one of the best boxers in the world, Vasily Lomachenko, if you watch him fight, he's just, uh, he's unbelievable. His footwork, his speed, what he's able to do. I mean, he's legitimately one of the best technical boxers, uh, in, probably the best in the entire world. His dad made him do dance growing up mm. to work on his footwork. He said he pulled him out of boxing and made him do dance because he wanted his feet to get better. And guess what? That guy smokes dudes now. And he was a dancer. So there's not just, you know, one, you got to go all in, all your eggs into one basket. You can take elements from other things and improve elsewhere uh, in whatever sport you're doing. Absolutely. So you just, look, man, I wish just the parents and the young athletes, I just wish that they would just continue to play and like just kind of listen uh, ignore the white noise out there that says that you have to specialize. And look, Bucky Brooks, he could just sit here and do Fox Sports Radio on a Saturday. You know what? He says, F that. No. He does Fox Sports 1. He does Everything. NFL Network. The he does NFL.com. Do. That's how it's do. done. The you know what you I do? do? I do weekend overnights with drunks. That's what I do. <laughs> I saw well your TV rounded. today, though. <laughs> no, I know. I saw your TV uh, today. That's true. Yeah, good point. Uh, all right. Uh, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next we are going to go live to a training camp in the nfl where we could see a switch in the value of the quarterback position find out what we're talking about next on fsr he is bucky brooks i'm jonas knox this is fox sports radio you can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app coming up uh, about 10 minutes from now here on fsr we will get to some things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to touch on yet in another edition of the scraps right now though we go all the way up to uh, the pacific northwest where 
He is Adam Kaplan. He covers the NFL for Sirius. You hear him on uh, Fox Sports Radio all throughout the year. Always does a great job. We appreciate a few minutes of your time here uh, on FSR. Adam, thanks so much for the time. Guys, good to talk to you today. Uh, Good talking to you. And you are up in Seattle. And I'm curious because it feels like it's kind of the changing of the guard to where Earl Thomas is gone, um, Richard Sherman before that, Michael Bennett before that, Golden Tate before that. It feels like Russell uh, Wilson is really the only remaining key ingredient from the regime before the Super Bowl teams. I know Bobby Wagner's still there, obviously, but have they completely changed the face and vibe of the organization with all those faces leaving and now Russell Wilson taking over as the man in Seattle? Yeah, Jonas, it's interesting. I actually had that conversation on the sidelines yesterday, uh, practice. And this, now this surprised me. I did not expect this to come out. So I was just talking to someone uh, from the Seahawks. We were just talking about uh, the natural picture. And he goes, yeah, I've got to be honest with you. You know how our defense ran the locker room. It's more the offensive line now. They've kind of taken over. I'm like, the offensive line, really? I was kind of surprised by that. But look, you, you know, you mentioned all the guys have left. And that, that makes sense uh, that they're, they're kind of running the show now. So it's interesting. So, yeah, they don't have the flavor that they once had, but um, they're still a very good football team. They're very, very deep. Uh, and the thing is, John, uh, when you look at it and their, their front office and Pete Carroll's coaching staff, mostly everybody is around from the coaching staff and front office that matters. So uh, the good thing is they're keeping that continuity. And they've been one of the few teams to try to get younger, and it's worked. And so far, the roster looks very, very good. You know, Adam, it's funny that you talk about the offensive line kind of being the vocal leaders. When you look at this team, they made a concerted effort last year to be a run-dominant team despite paying the quarterback, big-time franchise quarterback, money. Do you see that trend continuing? Do you think they'll still continue to lean on the running game even though they have uh, Russell Wilson in place to kind of carry the squad if they need him? Oh, Bucky, look, here's what happened. So, look, he went to Brian Schottenheimer, uh, Pete Carroll did, because – He's, he's one of those coaches, Pete Carroll, who wants balance. He wants, you know, in, in the National Football League now, 55 pass, 40, 45 run is called balance, believe it or not. That's, that's extreme balance now because we know it's a passing league. So uh, my understanding is after week two, somewhere around there, he, he sat Schottenheimer down and said, look, we need to get back to what I want, and that's more of a balanced offense. And that's what he got, and Schottenheimer did a great job. And now you've got – Chris Carson, who's been an unbelievable find for them from uh, a seventh rounder from two, a couple years ago. And Rashad Penny, who, by the way, 240 pounds, guys. He looks like he's about 220. Uh, he, they're going to have a two-man backfield. They're, they're going to be dominant. And you're right. This is all about running the football, deep passing. This is this is really uh, the old school offense that they want, and they're going to play to their defense. I don't think anything's changed there. Uh, he is Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He covers the NFL for SiriusXM. You hear him here on Fox Sports Radio. Always does a great job uh, joining uh, myself, uh, Jonas Knox, and Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. What is Pete Carroll's future in Seattle? Because it felt like at a point last year, maybe there was some talk, and I, there was kind of a similar vibe in Baltimore to where it felt like uh, you know maybe John Harbaugh coming up towards the end. Maybe it's time to move on. And then all of a sudden the season turns around, you make the playoffs, and there's this excitement back up there in the Pacific Northwest. Does Pete Carroll seem like a guy who's going to be sticking around for a while, or is he still just trying to set the organization up for a bright future? Yeah, so it's interesting you brought that up because there was about a year and a half ago, there there was some talk around the league that this might be it for Pete. Then he signed an extension. So I think what he wanted to do is he wanted, whenever he decides to retire, he wants to leave it in the right hands and to get get this thing back to where it was. And now they're on the rise down. The one issue, though, with all these defensive players leaving, as we mentioned earlier here, 
they're a little bit light at defensive end. It, it, it's, it's clearly not the defense what it once was, but they're very young. And I think the offense will certainly have um, some weeks where it may actually have to carry the defense. There's, they're incredibly talented offense. This is one of the most talented offenses they've had. Uh, but P's got a lot of energy at 67 years old. I was actually watching about an hour ago. He's lost no juice at all. He's still got it going on. He and John Snyder do a great job together. And I fully expect them to be one of the NFC, uh, certainly one of the, not only one of the NFC West best teams, but one of the best teams that no one is talking about this year. That, that's where I put them up. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You know, Adam, when, when you, talk, you talked about this defense, you talked about Bobby Wagner and his leadership ability. With all these young guys that he's having to kind of, I guess, I guess kind of pull along to try and get them up to the standard, how do you expect Bobby Wagner to do that now that he is the franchise quarterback of that defense? Yeah, no, not only that, but it's him and KG, right? And the fact that they kept Wagner and, and you know, made the choice to move away from Earl Thomas and also Frank Clark. That that certainly in Frank Clark obviously much younger than those guys, so that that surprised a lot of people. But you know, Bobby is going to have to mentor. Look, they've got a lot of young linebackers that they have to bring in that they got to bring up in, in their system here. Other D line for the most part is very young, and he's he's. It's interesting now. He's got to take on more of a mentor role here. Uh, it's certainly a change for him now because you had all those veterans that are gone now, and now he's got to do it. So it, it's going to be fascinating to see how this team does it. And then in the the NFC West. Can they challenge the Rams this season? That, those are the two teams I really look forward to seeing here because I think Seattle's probably a little bit better than, than most people think outside the building. Uh, Adam Kaplan uh, with us here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, covers the NFL for SiriusXM. You hear him on Fox Sports Radio, uh, always does a great job. Adam, you're on, a, obviously, a training camp tour. Tis the season for that. Any surprises yeah. along the way that jumped out to you right off the bat, good or bad, regarding some team in the NFL that maybe isn't being discussed? Yeah, I would say that. Well, good and bad. I, I'm gonna. When you said bad, I'll take the latter first. <laughs> and, and I know the fans. The fans got on me last year for my prediction on the Bears. So I understand when I put this out there that sometimes I could be wrong. But the Giants look like, like a four-five win team to me. It, it's not a coaching issue. It's a personnel issue. Personnel clearly is not going to be good enough. Um, the Eagles, I think, are going to be back. I was with the Eagles for three days. They're, they have the NFL's best roster right now. I had, I had a, a, a high-ranking exec from another team tell me that. In his, his tape study from last season and based on all their moves, this guy th- thought he, they had the best roster, but obviously with Carson Wentz, you have to see if he could stay behind center for 16 games, but they're very good. Um, and then there are going to be teams, like I mentioned, Seattle are going to be a little bit better than we think. I, I also think that the Vikings are back. I, I, their roster is fantastic. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they went through a lot of, of issues last season. Tony Sperano uh, passed away, we know, around this time last year. Hard to overcome something like that, and uh, now they've got things going on. I love the relationship between Gary Kubiak and Kevin Stefanski, the OC, and Gary's there to uh, sort of not only mentor him, but uh, he'll be there to help out, and I think that's going to be a great tandem there, and you know they're going to have a great defense. So I think the Vikings, in a big way, bounce back. Uh, In fact, I I think they'll push the Eagles again, just like they did a few years ago when they had the great NFC Championship uh, least appearance. I think think they're going to really challenge Philly this season. They're going to be really a lot better than last season. You know, thinking about Minnesota and Kirk Cousins, um, quietly Gary Kubiak has certainly uh, kind of put his imprint on this offense. Um, what have you heard, what have you seen uh, from this new offense with Gary Kubiak behind the scenes kind of helping them put it together? Yeah, Bucky, it's going to be like Gary's offense, and whether it was Denver or Baltimore, a lot of play action. Although Kevin Stefanski will call the plays. I talked to Kevin at length the other day. Uh, he couldn't be happier to have Gary in there. It was more or less his idea to bring Gary in. He's been friends with Clint Kubiak, his uh, Gary's son, for years. So uh, I think it's I think it's going to be 
by balanced attack, kind of like Seattle. You know what Mike Zimmer wants. He wants to control the clock, win with defense, play the defense. Totally understand that. And his message is very clear. And uh, Stefanski's taking that message to heart. And it's, I think it's going to be a good tandem. And uh, you know what? The other thing is they are they're going to have if Dalvin Cook is healthy and, and everything I've been told is he's been fantastic. And they've got a really good draftee in, in Alexander Madison. Wait to see him in, in uh, the preseason. He's really an interesting player. They're going to get back to what they want, but they'll have a they'll have some power with Madison and obviously some speed with Cook. They're going to be fun to watch because um, they're, they're trying to get the explosive plays back because Cook last season was just not himself. He is Adam Kaplan, Sirius XM, NFL insider. You hear him here on Fox Sports Radio, and you can get him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Adam, always appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the time. We'll catch up soon. Guys, thank you. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, Minnesota's loaded. Like, they are they are a loaded team who had a down year a year ago, and you would expect – I think the NFC North is going to be much better than maybe people anticipate. That's a tough division. Very tough division. Uh, and, and, you know, like, whenever you, you talk to a defensive coach, a coach from a head coach from a defensive background, it's all about controlling the clock. That's why it's not a coincidence that Pete Carroll and Mike Zimmer – are both talking about playing the same way. Control the clock, limit the exposure to your defense, grind it out, be balanced, because they know a balanced attack is really what gives defensive coordinators problems because how do you load up on um, the run while still managing to stop the pass? It's something that puts them in a quandary. And so uh, I'm excited to see what Gary Kubiak has been able to influence Kevin Stefanski to do with his offense because we've seen Kubiak have positive influences on Joe Flacco and other quarterbacks. Matt Schaub was a two-time uh, pro bowler yeah, under his bowl. watch. Yeah. So um, that system is terrific. It puts a lot of stress on the defense. I mean, you don't have to have such a nasty look on your face. You had like bitter beer face when you said Matt Schaub. Is it because of the 10-yard performance he had a couple of nights ago? <laughs> I look, I mean, look, they got still, he's still in the league. Hey, he's still in the league. Cash and checks, man. Cash and checks. Uh, all right, uh, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Up next, some things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to touch on, but we will do so next here on FSR. For all the latest, though, David Gascon. Guys, yeah, just uh, hanging out, waiting for that uh, background view. There it is. Oh yeah, uh, Papa Bear shows up. Yeah, this is David Gascon from the LAPD. That's right. That's right. It's good to see him back at work. <laughs> Ryan, you awake? <laughs> Down the stretch they come. That's right, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. We'll leave things off first in the National Football League. You guys have talked about it a couple different times today. The Athletic reporting Antonio Brown. Bad foot and all. He's going to see a foot specialist. He has not participated much, if at all, in training camp so far. Denver Broncos have signed Roy McTheo Riddick to a one-year deal that'll pay him just under $3 million. Meanwhile, in the NBA, Draymond Green has reached an agreement on a four-year extension with the club, the Golden State Warriors, that is. Four years and $100 million. And according to Brian Windhorst of ESPN, Julius Randle has withdrawn his name from Team USA. Training camp, they've he's gone due to family reasons. Meanwhile, in Major League Baseball, a couple of games that have gotten underway. Rays and Marlins going back and forth so far. Tampa leading 5-4 to four in the home half of the fourth inning. Game two of a doubleheader between Boston and New York. The game is scoreless as we speak. Earlier today, Yankees took care of business in game one. Swung on and driven to right. Betts going back, looking up, and she is gone! 
David John makes long gone. He hits a three run home run and the Yankees have blown it open. They take a 7-1 lead. You still don't like the long John? Like not at all. Not even close, dude. Don't mail it in. You, I get it. If it's if it's something like uh, Hideki Matsui. All right, listen. That's treacherous waters there. All right, you got to be very careful. You gotta, you got, you, you, know, you can't, you can't go in certain places, and it's hard to make that rhyme. And I get all that, yeah. but come on. That's easy right there. I mean, Long John. What was he? What is it? Long John Silver's, that crummy uh, seafood restaurant. By the way, those still exist. Long John Silver's. <laughs> I don't know. Do they? Did you eat any of that in South Carolina? No. I, you think I could afford Long John Silver's? Are you out of your mind? You know what? You know what I ate in uh, South Carolina? Uh, there licorice. Was, no. There was. Yeah. Right. There was. <laughs> I'll leave that one alone. There was a uh, <laughs> there there was a Kmart. There was a Kmart right up the road uh, in North Charleston. It's actually right down the road from Charleston Southern. Uh, the the Pirates, I believe they're called, the football team. Yeah. And uh, there was a, a Kmart, and they had a Little Caesars there. So I couldn't afford anything. So I'd get a five dollar large Little Caesar. And I'd eat half at lunch and then the other half at dinner. That's good. That's all I could do. What like, was, there's you could do. And what was your beer of choice down there? Bushlight. <laughs> Not proud of it, Dave. I know. I just I like, I like being reminded well, of it. Because it was twelve ninety nine a thirty pack. <laughs> it's so good. I like honest to God, champagne like lux- luxury to me, if I had a little bit extra money, which virtually never happened, but luxury to me was Bud Light. That's how bad it was. It was really rough, man. It was really rough. But here we are, everybody. Look at you now, though. I know. Here Look we are. You. you got your own private parking yeah. spot here at Fox Sports yeah, Radio. Yeah, being charged $19 for a Perrier at the liquor store next door. By the way, I think this thing's expired. They call this grapefruit. This isn't grapefruit. This is vomit in a glass. Terrible. Lee uses that for hangover medicine. This place sucks, man. Prices change every time you go in there. Hey, how much for these now and laters? 25 cents. Go in there two hours later. Hey, how much for these now and laters? Uh, five bucks for for two packs. Like, what's what's happening here? What are you guys doing? There's dust on all the uh, the candy in the front. That's true. It's weird, man. That's true. Back to Jonas Knox and Bucky Brooks in ten seconds. First, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Did you at least fancy up your your bush light? Like put like a, a lime in it or like an orange peel or something? No, but you want to know what this is was so embarrassing. Um, this then this is I swear to God this is a true story. So I thought if you know I would just recycle if I needed some extra cash because out here if you save up enough you can get like 15 20 bucks recycling and that helps man I, like I I've done it before out here in, in California and I think it's different out there in South Carolina and I didn't realize it so I literally saved up a, a bunch of cans we're talking m- like months worth of stuff and uh a girl that I was seeing came into town mm. to visit me and I told her, I was like, hey, uh, I got to run by this uh, recycling center real quick. So I pick her up from the airport. <laughs> this is probably not the most classy move in the world. We go to the recycling center. Mm. I do it myself so I don't have to pay anybody there to do it. And I get a voucher at the end of it for like $1.94. <laughs> and I literally threw it on the ground and walked away. Like, it was the biggest waste of time I, I've ever spent in my life. I was so humiliated. I'm trying, I'm thinking, all right, this will be 15, 20 bucks, if not more. That'll, you know, spring us for a couple of uh, Mai Tais at a, at a crappy Mexican place nearby. Nope, $1.94. Oh. Complete waste of time. Man. 
No, there's that. All right. Uh, it is uh, Jonas Tucks, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Up next here on FSR, we promised you we will get to some things in the world of sports we do not have a chance to get to. Dave Gascon wants to leave the building, but we can't because Dave Gascon hijacked our segment, so we've got to do it next here. Stick around. Fireworks here on Fox Sports Radio. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now, top of next hour here on FSR, it'll be Brian No and Ephraim Salam who will be taking over here 8 Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Brian No, who is outraged uh, at somebody here on the show who took a shot at Long John Silvers. Uh, <laughs> that... Uh, that somebody was Bucky Brooks. Look, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. Why? Why Bucky had to go there? But apparently, uh, Brian knows a big fan. So wow. very upset. Who knew? Uh, all right. Uh, it is time for a little something we do on the show called this. You moron! How could you not get to these stories? You moron! These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to David Gascon to find out what the hell we've missed so far on the show. Dave? Guys, non-sports story first. You guys good flyers? What do you mean? Like uh, like, like flying a plane? Yeah. I've never flown a plane. You, do you like to fly on a plane? Oh, uh, I don't care. I mean, I, I don't bitch about it. I'm appreciative that they get me there and I, I don't end up inside of a mountain. But uh, if, if it's going to be <laughs> okay. a little delayed, I don't care. Bucky, you're, well, I can't ask Bucky that. He's like first class nonstop. Oh, that right? is no, right. no, 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 no. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. I go to the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure you yeah, do. Sometimes. Yeah. sometimes yeah. I'm back there. Like the back yeah. of first, ca- yeah, first class? In the 1980s. No, not, not since there. he suited I'm up in the there. NFL. He's yeah, first I'm class. I'm back there all the way in back. Like Bucky goes from first class to business class and it's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I know. I'm Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, United Airlines made a move just a couple days ago. A flight heading from Glasgow to New York was canceled. The flight entirely canceled because both pilots sh- showed up intoxicated. The limit to fly a plane is .02. These guys were a little bit over that. 61 and 45 years of age, both guys considered drunk and arrested by authorities. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. So they're they're flying a plane. Now, what, are they at the airport bar? They might have been. Who thinks it's that's gotta be a hotel. A... No, they have to be at their hotel, okay. right? Who thinks that's a good idea? Like, <laughs> hey, I gotta fly later. What do you think? Ah, we can have a couple of drinks. Come on, we can knock a couple back, take the edge off. <laughs> that's unbelievable. And you know, here's the thing. Those two guys got caught. I guarantee you there's been a pilot somewhere who's been buzzed minimum and still flown a plane. Guaranteed. Yeah. And yep. it's like some people out there justify driving drunk or after they've had a couple of drinks to where they go, oh, I'm just going right around the corner. Like, what's the equivalent to I'm just going around the corner in the air? Burbank to Vegas, 45 minutes? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Seriously. Like, imagine that. 45 minutes. Uh, hey, honey, uh, plane's wobbling. Uh, why did we just tip the top of the uh, Empire State Building at New York, New York? Like, <laughs> Seriously, like like, for, like a forty-five minute flight. Guys are pounding drinks before they hit the air. Call Sam Maverick. That's cra- that's Probably crazy. Doing barrel to me. rolls. Here's the silver lining in this, Jonas. Every passenger on this flight is entitled to six hundred euro Which compensation. So that's probably about. That's probably close to a thousand dollars U.S. Got to be honest with you, I'm going to need a little bit more than that if I if I realize that my pilots have been uh, doing vodka cranberries at the at the airport bar <laughs> for it, two hours. But it is conceivable, right? If you took a shot of like Listerine to wash out your mouth, you'd okay. have a little bit of alcohol in your system. See, that's that's a good point. Listerine does have alcohol in it. Yeah. Did they go the Listerine route? 
I don't know. It doesn't yeah. say what it was. Yeah. See, I, I think they, they, you know, they, the point two is them saying, all right, Listerine is a point two. Anything above that, and you've been, you've been drinking. Yeah. You, you've been hitting the bottle. Their range is point zero two to point zero four. Uh, the moral of the story here is, uh, who knew that Lee DeLapp was a pilot? Yeah, yeah that's true. A grown man naked. All purpose lead to lap. Uh, we go from <laughs> all purpose to lap. We go from drinking in airports <laughs> to drinking in the national, well, something in the National Football League. Guys, I don't know if you heard about this. Pro Football Talk reporting Josh Gordon has applied for a reinstatement yep. with the New England Patriots. Let me tell you what's going to happen with Josh Gordon. He is going to outlive the stigma of marijuana in the NFL, and good for him. Uh, he's going to remember a couple of times ago, he's done. That's it. Yep. Josh Gordon's career is over. Yeah. How many times have we heard that? I think the NFL has softened its stance so much that they're just going to let him in. In fact, Josh Gordon's probably going to smoke weed out of a pylon for a <laughs> touchdown celebration. I swear to you, he's going to light up a pylon and smoke a bowl after he scores a touchdown for the Patriots. I'm telling you, man. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. How about this, guys? Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores said Josh Rosen is, quote, made improvements across the board end quote how bad's Miami gonna be Bucky I hope they're terrible for Brian knows <laughs> sake I hope they're one and fifteen. Jesus, come yeah, on I think, I think I think they're gonna be pretty bad okay you know the uh I saw this yesterday the Falcons and the Dolphins are playing a preseason game at Hard Rock Stadium in uh they call it South Beach nowhere close to South Beach <laughs> but where the Dolphins play uh next week I believe guess top deck how much tickets are a person closest wins a prize and i will not tell you the prize uh so just go ahead and take a guess bucky brooks how much do you think tickets are top deck for dolphins falcons preseason game? lowest price Dol- dolphins falcons preseason next week oh 75 maybe 75 bucks yeah. okay lead the lap 15 dollars. all right ryan they actually pay you to go up to the game oh come on that's don't be so negative can you at least give us a dollar amount please one dollar. One do- what? One it's, it's, it's not the, the price, price is right, right? It's right? not the ninety nine cent store. Uh, David Gascon. I'm, I'm gonna go thirty five dollars. Okay, and your winner on can you guess the price of Dolphins Falcons next week at Hard Rock Stadium is Ryan McBain. That is correct. Five dollars will get you in top deck. Falcons, Dolphins next week. Yeah, $5 to get you to an NFL game. The question is, what is the regular season price for a Dolphins game? Like 15 yeah, you well, you got to triple that. Yeah, yeah, fifteen bucks, uh, and they uh, and, and they let you bring in uh, blow. That's, that's what they, uh, now. How about this? You, you'd have like a discount day, right? You buy one ticket for the Marlins, and you go Marlins right to the Dolphins game. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> like twenty bucks. I know. You have twenty bucks, my ass. Twenty bucks. Well, not for it. You know, never mind. Yeah, give me a break. Uh, yeah, that is. Hey, but you know what, though? I'm not going to be negative. I know Brian knows a Dolphins fan. I'm not going to be negative. I'll let David Gascon oh, be negative. I, so, Dave, what are you, what are you guessing the uh, Dolphins record I hope is they're 1-15 because Brian knows is a huge Dolphins suck-up. <laughs> the guy worships anything Miami Dolphins. He lives wow. back in the day with Dan Marino. Wow. You know, it, it just way back. I mean, no, I think it was like a 10-year-old back in the day when he was a Dolphins fan. And now he's just a fanboy. <laughs> Stick around for Brian No's response to those heinous remarks next. (laughs) 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.